combat time! Hello and welcome to another episode of Combat Time. I'm one of your hosts, Yasin, and I'm joined by Josh. What up, what up? And Jay. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Hanging in there. Doing pretty good. It's, it's been it's, a minute since we recorded, or at least it feels yeah, like Yeah, it's been almost two months, I think. I don't know if it actually legit has. Yeah, I think because we, we recorded... Well, uh, Peek behind the curtain, mm-hmm. we recorded the Street Fighter episode a little earlier than than was released. So yeah, maybe and you know we've had some life adjustment things to deal with. To you know, so that's why we released that one we did to have a nice little adjustment period. But I guess as far as real time, yeah. it's been a minute. Yeah, it has been a minute. It feels weird recording again. <laughs> yeah, a long gap. You're recording in a different room completely. I know. I know that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it, if it sounds echoey, I apologize. Uh, hopefully, I can edit it out <laughs> by then. But yeah, I uh, moved houses, uh, got hitched, and all that. So yeah, you did, and actually, like again, I'll go ahead and and again, you seem congratulate you and your new wife because we talked about in a previous episode that you were on the cusp of getting married, but as of the recording of this episode, you now officially are married in your own house with your new wife. So congratulations to you, sir. I wish you the best and Thank all you. happiness. Thank you. Thank you. Flawless victory. Flawless victory. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, that is that is a flawless, a flawless, a flawless, wow. fall, I can't even say the dang yeah, word. Yeah, that, that flawless victory. wasn't a flawless victory, though. <laughs> no, yeah, that no, was, more, more of a fatality. It was a really. failure. Yeah. Pathetic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, it, it's been quite the eventful couple of months. Uh, but For sure. I, want, I do want to thank you guys, you and Jay, Jay and Josh, because you guys, you know, you know, recorded it at weird times, edited the last few podcasts. Uh, you guys really held it down. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's no problem, man. I mean, like, I mean, I can't speak from experience because I have never been married, but <laughs> you know, about that? I'm uh, 100%. I mean, like, granted, I have had some drunk escapades in my past, but yeah, nothing that, on the level of like. a wonderful uh, moment where you came into the workshop and baked out. And fooled everybody oh, into thinking that you knocked somebody God. up and your life was about to be fucking changed. I oh, did do that. And you acted so convincingly. You were even, you were even disheveled looking like your hair was kind of messed up, like you were just stressed. Josh, were you there? Uh, no, I don't I think, think we I told was. you about it. Yeah, I think you told me about it. Because me and Jared, I remember that. And I was like, man, yeah, if I were there, I wonder if I would have been fooled. Oh, I guarantee you would have because I had my super serious face on. I mean, Yassine has even told me poker face. Yeah, Yassine has even told me in the future that, like, Jay, are you sure you don't want to become like an actor or something? I think Jer- <laughs> I think Jared I think Jared is mad. I was like, why don't you act this good in our projects? Yeah, technically, you are an actor. You're not an actor. That's true. <laughs> well, it's our fault because we didn't give him a role that would take advantage of his ability to. Portray serious yeah, situation. A, dist- like a distraught future father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a distraught. Yeah, a distraught future father. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, 
Yeah. Enough really. about that. Uh, so yeah, this is the end of the year. End of 2022. Sure. Uh, another year. So this is, uh, a little over a year and a half since we started combat time. Nice. I think. Yeah. We started in April. So yeah, that makes sense. No, March. One of those. I don't know, I man. Know this whole that. time is a flat circle. It, yeah. it was. Sure. It was record. It was recorded in March, but released in April. Was our yeah. first episode. You know, I've never seen that movie, even though we reference it a lot. What? Time is a flat circle. Isn't that from uh, Interstellar? No, it's no, from it's True Detective, Detective. Which we made you yeah, watch. Yeah, True Detective. Oh right, because he talks did about the nature of time, and that's just a Matthew McConaughey thing, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's like that 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 improv show uh, that I saw where uh, Jared's one friend did a Matthew McConaughey impression and they're doing celebrity job. Oh, yeah. The part where they draw his answers and he holds up his answer and he goes, that's a picture of a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I got confused with the Matthew McConaughey. I didn't know if that yeah, was from... Yeah, uh, that's easy to get him. I don't up. know if that's from True Detective, Interstellar, a Lincoln commercial, or Sahara. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. True Detective is definitely the, the best one out of all I don't know. Have you seen Sahara? Actually, have not. I, I was interested in it as a kid because it looked fun. So, I have Sahara. Sahara is low key kind of wonderful. Like it's a very positive, affirming movie with Matthew McConaughey. It's, it's a, a it's Matthew a, McConaughey a, a positive, affir- positive affirming movie. It's a is big what I'm Indy Jones adventure type yeah. movie, right? Who doesn't love? Shows yeah. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, je- I mean, just like National Treasure is is a Nicolas Cage positive affirming movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I kind of want to watch it after this. I'll be honest with you. Sahara? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. But. Well, uh, before, we, before we get off track, too, uh, I think we should probably say, as if you haven't figured it out already, listeners, this is kind of this is kind of a, a, another relaxed fit episode. We're just kind of stretching our arms because uh, we kind of been on a, a hiatus as far as the schedule's been, and we kind of just want to catch up, you know, maybe, maybe look back at, yeah. you know where we've come from here and maybe once again kind of take stock of what we all been doing, you know, playing, watching, reading, whatever, uh, or doing. And of course, you know, topical because we're just coming off of, uh, like we covered in a previous episode, uh, the game awards once again. And man, yeah. what about that MK 12 trailer? Holy fuck. Are you yeah, the MK12 trailer that everybody saw and everybody praised on the internet. Dude. It has like a million likes. It has all the pr- yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, man, holy shit! If you haven't fucking seen, it, go go Google. I'm not going to be able to be BS because at this point, <laughs> anybody already has seen. Man, the I was right from... there with you, man. I was going to talk about how they killed Scorpion again. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, I was, was right there with you too. I was going to like Scorpion. flow with it. And they killed him again. Was gonna make... yeah. They killed him again. Now, at this point, anybody's already seen the highlights of it, and they know that the greatest highlight was the Bill Clinton kid, and nothing's going to outshine that, no Mortal Kombat 12 or nothing, so. But, yeah, another disappointing game awards. Yeah, more disappointing because it didn't win a well, fucking Steam Deck. Disapp- well, disappointing as far as actually, Mortal there, Kombat. There's some highlights. I will admit, having never played Death Stranding 1, even though I might as well be a fan of it because I spoke highly of it before, and I like the concept of it. I'm just a Nintendo bro, so I'm not able to play it, right? So I want to fucking Steam Deck. Just get a console, dude. Um, I'm, like I said, I said Street Fighter episode. I'm this close to maybe getting a PS5, and if I do, then I'll play Death Stranding. But uh, uh, I don't know. I kind of already be different and get a deck. I, I think my strategy is to wait for a Steam Deck too, which will be more. I will. That's gonna take a gen. long time, dude. Think so? 
Because, like, oh, yeah. I could play Resident Evil 4, Death Stranding, uh, Tekken 8 on a Steam Deck if I want to, but it won't be optimized, right? But you'll uh, be I'll able to play against me. If it's cross-plat, I will be able to. Are they cross-plat? Well, that's a consideration. Maybe I'll get a PS5. But, like, I was, I was talking to Jay before. Mortal Kombat was cross-plat, though. Except for Switch. Yeah, so get a console. Yeah, right, Switch is a console, goddammit. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I like to be different, but, uh, you know, so, yeah, I saw the trailer for Death Stranding 2. The way I watched the Game Awards, because I had to be logged in so I could see if I could win a goddamn Steam Deck. Same. Uh, unlike last year where I listened to it in the car, like a baseball game. This time, I had it, I put it on my TV, and I was doing shit because I knew I wasn't going to be interested in a lot of the stuff. But, you know, the, the trailer came up, and I looked at it, and I was like, what's this? And I went and did something, and I came back right at the end, and then it came up DS2. And I'm like, and I saw the familiar little strands, the graphical thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll be that damn. This that stranding too. Okay. Like I was somewhat interested in that. I don't know, man. That trailer made me less interested in playing. Really? I like was, I said, I was I, close I was, to playing I was the doing first stuff, one. so I wasn't paying attention. I just thought, okay, this looks weird, and that's about it. I think the weirdness is too weird for me. <laughs> well, it's maybe it's just out of context. No, I know it's Kojima, but it's like I'm used to his uh, Metal Gear games, so it's like. This is him, like, with no restrictions. And there's a lot of stuff I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I want to play... The, I, I'm close to playing the first one. Uh, I think I have it... Uh, where do I have it? I think I have it on PC. Because it's part of, like, Xbox Game Pass. Oh. So I could play it. Uh, I don't think my computer can handle it. <laughs> my computer yeah, can that's it. a pretty graphical, intensive game. Yeah. Also, it's going to be one of those games that is probably going to demand a lot of your time. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And I have I have too many games that I have lined up. Like I have a list of games that I yeah, that's want my to play soon. The old backlog, uh, which I'm, I'm discovering, it's best for me if I want to dive into a game, make it quick and quick and dirty, and because uh, I already have a backlog of RPGs that none of them I've ever finished. I should probably finish. I just recently when finished the- Doom 2016, which is not an RPG and probably not a game that demands your time. You could plow through it, and I just said, fuck it, I'm going to finally plow through it. And I did, and I've done it. Hey, put it under the carpet. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I only, pl- I only played two games, actually, this year, in terms of, like, oh, new yeah. games. Shit, dude. Yeah, well, yeah. I, like, honestly, yeah. Like, well, 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 well yeah, basically, it's like, I, I played a lot of games this year, but most of the games I played, I was playing in 2021, or like, or 2020, like, for example, I was playing Tekken, I was playing Smash Brothers, I was playing Metro Dread, like, all these are older games, but uh, as far as, like, new games that I played as of this year, um, of course, I played Elden Ring, I mentioned that in an earlier episode where, I, like, in a way, I kind of like, I like the idea of looking back on it, because I sounded hesitant at the time, this was an episode that we recorded and released, I think, back in April, where I was like, okay, I just started it, I didn't know if I'm gonna like it or not, but... I think I can say unequivocally now that it is the greatest RPG that I have ever played. It won Game of the Year at the Game Awards, and guess what? That is well-deserved. It should have won. It is amazing. I put over 300 hours into it because I'm a madman. And the other game I played, which was more indie style, but technically it's an older game. I just played it for the first time this year. Is an indie game called Mega. Have you guys ever heard of that? Oh, I thought you were going to say no. Ori in the Blind Forest or something. Like that. No, this is a game you can get on Steam for five dollars, and I only mention it because it's rather unique. Do you get it's a beer and a cheese slice of that? 
No, you don't. You don't get a beer and a cheese slice. (laughs) You have $5. But what you do get is a post-apocalyptic world. And Josh, you may like this because it, like the atmosphere of it is sort of like an indie horror game akin to The Mist. Hmm. So you're a lone dude out in the world. There's a foggy mist covering everything, but it's called Mega because there it's just you in this open, in this very small open world where you're around like a whole bunch of abandoned buildings. You can't go into any of them. And there's a giant monster on the loose that is roaming around. And your goal is basically to basically hide from it. You're sort of hiding from it as it walks through. And because the atmosphere itself is very toxic, you have to run and find like little gas um, uh, gas canisters to put into your face mask that you're wearing in order to survive. So your goal is to find certain keys that are around the level and unlock a bunker to get to safety before the giant monster actually catches you. But sounds almost you know, like uh, Darkwood, which is a horror game I've been told I need to play. Is this is this a top down full 3D? What is it? It's a full 3D game. It's not very long. Uh, like honestly, like if. You, if you download the game and play it, you absolutely can beat it in a night. Like there's, oh, it's wow, not, okay. it's that's not, that's five bucks. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not really all that uh, long because your goal is to find potato. about, I think like, I think your goal is to find like five or six keys. But what, what I like about it is that it really pushes the atmosphere of the game. And I just, I saw a review of it on YouTube and I was like, oh, cool. Like this seems like short and sweet. So let me play it. And I played it and I beat it in like two nights. Like I played half of it one night, the other half the next, and I was able to beat it. But you can buy it on Steam. It's it, like, it's awesome. It yeah, came out like 20. It came out this year. Go ahead. It came out this year? Yeah, September. I thought it came out. I thought it came out in an older year. I thought it came out like in 2020 or 2019. No, I'm looking on Steam and it says released on September 20, uh, 2022. Oh, I thought it was 2021. I mean, to be fair, I did play it in October of this year, so that's when I played it. So I thought it was released. Yeah, I thought it was released like actually like way earlier than that. I mean, so okay, it's maybe kind I'm of like the atmosphere feels like uh, Godzilla 2014. Mm-hmm. When you say giant monster, then you mean you mean a giant monster, not a yeah. not, not a King Kong size thing, but a Godzilla size kaiju. This is a kaiju. Well, yeah. Oh, and even then, interest? and even then, Josh, like the twist is, there's more than one. There's one that pursues you early in the game, but as you advance, but as you advance well. to like the later parts of the level, there's actually more than one. So you're basically running away okay. from well, giant monsters. I do in have a, game. a Steam account. I do have ability to play games in a limited capacity, and you know what? I hate playing in front of my computer though, which is why I want to get a deck. Here's the big question, Josh. Huh? Do you have five dollars? That's the question. Oh, I just, you know, yeah, that's tough. I just bought a mm. bacon, Big Mac, cheat, whatever the fuck, cheeseburger. <laughs> that's an old college meme. That's like five bacon, cheddar, cheeseburgers. Um, who doesn't have five <laughs> bucks? And, it, you know, that might be the game that's more tailored to me. Something I can pick up, play, and I beat it before my attention is lost. Uh, mm. you know, speaking of kaiju, I've been thinking about getting the uh, Neo Geo... Uh, upgrades of the king of the monsters fighting games snk games yeah. uh you see you and i played two king of the monsters two at the arcade bar they had a the little deck yeah, yeah yeah i had two for the super nintendo i still have it but uh it's like oh man i can play these and all that but it's like they're both on fight game so it's like why am i going to spend the money when i can play in the fight game well mm. it's hard to set up on fight game because you need a bios from the neo geo 
uh, emulator, oh. which I was trying to set up and I couldn't get it to work. Also, okay. they're each like seven. And one, I just hate playing in front of the computer. I'd rather play in my living room because guess what? I play, as you noticed, you've seen, I play games standing up most of the time now. You really do. Uh, Doom, especially. When I was playing Doom 16, Doom 2016, I have to stand up. When it gets intense, I'm like, I got to. Or I drop to my knees and play on the knees. It's like I, I keep shifting around. So it's like exercise. Uh, I don't want to sit in front of my computer because I do that for my job and my side hustle. I'm sick of sitting in front of the computer. But the, uh, the the console versions are 7 bucks a pop, which doesn't sound expensive, but it sounds kind of steep for an old arcade game that should be like 3 bucks. And But yeah, I might get those. True, but... Because like, you know, yeah, I have a problem. I, I pick up games. I still haven't finished SMT 5. I deleted that off my Switch to make room so I could continue playing Fortnite with Elliot and the boys. Uh, and looking back at my 3DS, I still got like three different RPGs in that. So it's like there was a there was a 16-bit retro RPG that was on sale on the Nintendo eShop that I was interested in getting. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get it because it's an RPG. I'm going to play the first third of it and then drop it. Why should I do that? Yeah. So maybe maybe games like this, Jay. It's called Mega. I'm going to check it out. Because, yeah, I was looking at the yeah. game Darkwood, which looks amazing. It's a top-down horror game where you have to shelter in uh, buildings when night falls and defend from the monsters. And apparently it has high marks, you know, reader reviews. Everyone loves it. But I just never was in love with the art style. And I'm like, I don't want to get too involved because it's crafting. I don't want to get a game uh, too involved in a game that's too deep. But a $5 game like you describe, where it's just quick and atmospheric, Hell yeah. I might try that out. I might I might look at it. Even though I don't like it's playing on like, computer. Like like it's it's good for what it is. Like it, it's not it's not anything in my opinion revolutionary or anything like that, but it's decently challenging and for five dollars it's great for like a night or two. Like you Josh, like you'll probably beat it in at the most two nights. After I after I beat it, it clocked in at like six and a half hours for me, and even then I was taking my time. I died a lot, by the way, because Running away from the kaiju is a lot more challenging than you might think because you're in a toxic um, atmosphere, so you can't run as fast as you might think that you can, and you can't dive into any building. Uh, buildings they're all the basically they're all invisible walled off, so you have to like basically seek refuge behind a, a small rock or a bus. Um, oh yeah, or like in from a kaiju. Yeah, but. It's um, but um, but in my opinion, I think it's a worthwhile, like you know, like a worthwhile thing just to spend five dollars that'll entertain you for like roughly two nights. Like you play it, you kind of like say, okay, you passed it, and then you forget about it. And the ending is actually legit cool. Like I think the ending is what made me want to recommend it because it doesn't end like you think it ends. Okay, well, it's actually that. pretty neat. You get me intrigued. Is this a Steam only, or is this on consoles as well? Because like I, I said, it's like, on Switch. Th- I'll just buy it on Switch. Like it's PC, but I don't think it's on Switch. I think it is a Steam exclusive yeah, kind of game. Right I'm pretty sure it's a Mega Steam exclusive game. kind of game. Mega, that's such a poor SEO thing. You type Mega, what the fuck are you gonna get? I'll type Mega Monster Game. No, if you just type in Mega and Steam, it should come up. Okay. Mega Steam. Mm. Yeah. Well, while you're looking oh, that up, Mega on Steam. Why are you looking that up? Uh, I would say as far as games goes, I've been like, I've been diving into different games, but like, I keep jumping from one game to the other. Uh, the game that I'm playing the most right now is Pokemon Violet. 
which I hear has all the glitches, huh. all the glitches. Well, the thing is, like, the only the only thing that I've noticed is that it does have poor performance, as in like frame rate issues. Um, like if a like if a person is walking, like an NPC is walking, and they're like, I don't know, twenty feet away, then their uh, frame rate drops. The farther away you get from them, the, the worse their frame rate. And then if they, you get closer to them, then it becomes smoother. But also, you, you just I mean, th- you just kind of move. Sometimes you the frame will drop when you're just like driving around on your uh, Pokemon bike thing or whatever <clears throat> it is. Um, but I mean, there's sometimes you'll see stuff where like something clips through the wall or like you can see through the floor. Sometimes if you move the camera around in a different way. Uh, the textures aren't great. Like, building textures and, you know, environmental textures aren't the best. Um, I feel like because uh, the previous game, Arceus, was, like, stylized with, like, everything, it it hid the quality of the actual assets. Was that the one that took place in, like, Edo period yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Okay. And because it had, like, this... It had more of a cell-shaded... Uh, painterly art style i guess like it hid the quality of the actual assets with the texture so it looked better uh even though it was sparse the the, some of the areas were pretty sparse but it looked better and it performed better i feel like this one yeah it's it's uh i hear people criticizing the visuals a lot the visual, the visual. I mean, the the Pokemon face. itself. I don't. Great. I don't think it looks bad. No, the, I don't think it looks bad. Like I see the characters. No, the it characters look basic. good. The characters and the Pokemon themselves look good. It's everything around it that's like, depending on where it is. Sometimes it just it's like a low poly thing, or like the texture is just like a map, and it doesn't look very detailed. But despite all of that, it's still a really fun game. Like. Hmm. If if they had like if they had spent like another year on it to like to like sharpen it up and to uh, handle the like, fix the performance, it'd be the perfect Pokemon game, I think. Like I feel like this uh, if 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 it had great frame rate and if it looked if it had better like graphic fidelity, uh, this would have been the p- Pokemon game everybody wanted back in like nineteen ninety nine or whatever. <laughs> like wow, because okay. like. It, you, I mean, it's, it's full 3D as far as like, you know, full move, like, can't, full camera movement. You can move the camera however you want. It's full third person. Um, it's not like how the old games were where, you know, you go into like a, a tall grass area and then you kind of just random encounter and you don't know where they came from or it's like random. No, every Pokemon that you encounter, you see walking around, which is great. You touch it and the battle begins. Yeah. Sometimes they'll chase you. Sometimes like they'll, huh? Yeah, sometimes they'll chase you uh, and attack you. Sometimes some some of the Pokemon are really cute and they'll just like walk up to you and just kind of look at you like curious or whatever. Uh, um and you you can go anywhere. You can tackle the gyms in any order you want. Really. There's no like set path. See. I feel this is one like I might want to try, but once again, me talking about RPGs, I don't want to try it. But it's like, oh the, yeah, the the, the if big... I wanted to dip my toes in Pokemon, finally, you said you said the originals are available on Switch, right? No, like not on Switch, on the 3DS. Like... But I don't know if you can oh, buy okay. it anymore. 
Uh, the, the I was whole trying e -shop to buy. Thing? Uh, yeah, I was trying to buy something off the eShop the other day when I. Uh, actually, I lied today. I dusted off my 3DS because I want the original Mario Brothers on there because I'm trying to play through the original Mario Brothers for reasons. Uh, and what does that mean? It, it's for inspiration for a story for one of my uh, stories. Wait, but you have <laughs> you have Nintendo Online though, right? Yeah, I have Nintendo Online, and but I don't have the S. NES one downloaded because I, I don't have much nostalgia for NES. I have Super NES. I was playing through the uh, All-Stars uh, version, but that's not the true version. I did download and play the original, but I wouldn't mind having it on my just NES, where like, I have, or on my 3DS, where I have no option to save state, where I have to play through it. The old uh, okay. But point is, I, I brought that up, and it had the option still for Nintendo eShop cards. So I guess if you buy one of those eShop cards that you see in the grocery stores, you can still use it uh, okay. on the Nintendo 3DS eShop. You just can't okay. use a debit card. But yeah, uh, the, okay, so then yeah, if you did that, that, then you can buy the original Pokemon games. Yeah, it's like, I could play those. Those are probably quick and easy games, like, if I want to finally play Pokemon. I, don't, I, don't, like, I wouldn't yeah, say they're quick. I've been seeing people talk about Scarlet and Violet, and yeah, I'm, I ain't gonna lie, I've been interested, but... Yeah, but if you say that you don't have much time... For a time sink, that's definitely a time sink because yeah. it is easily the biggest area that Pokemon's ever had. Like that island or whatever, it's almost too big. Like it's huge. Wow. And you can go through every part of it. And I mean, it's great for exploration. If you really want to dive in, it's great. But it it's, it's a time investment for sure. So that's why like, I play that, but I'm also playing another game. So I don't think I'm going to finish that by the end of the year. I don't think. Because uh, I've only done three gyms so far. Uh, some of my friends have done the whole thing, huh? And if you play my games like me, if you play games like me, it's probably also why I don't finish games much. I, I don't play through them with the intent to rush through and finish them. It's like I want to savor it. I'll even drop a game for a while because I don't want to leave the area. In it right yeah, now. I mean that's the thing. Like, like I have a couple, I have a few friends who are playing yeah, it as well. Let's sit till next um, year. And they, I mean, they're much bigger Pokemon fans than I am. And right now, it's pretty much the only game that they play uh, outside of maybe Fortnite. And they just they they've been plowing through it, and they've been enjoying it. They love the game, from what I can tell. And that's the thing. It's like despite how like broken the game can be at times it's still a fun game i don't know i don't know how to explain it it's just it's it's what i wanted a pokemon game to be it's it, like it kind of reminds mm. me of the idea about like uh i feel like nintendo is slowly getting there eventually i feel like they'll hit the sweet spot of like the perfect op uh, the perfect open world 3d pokemon game because like i think the first one that they did was shield and sword and Shield and Sword had mixed reviews at best, but it, it was like considered kind of a step in the right direction, but not where we kind of yeah. wanted things to be in terms of open world gameplay. Um, I still, I, I've still heard that, um, and pronounce, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, but um, is it Arceus, Arceus? I've heard it the, different ways, but I think it's Arceus. Yeah, like I hear that I Arceus think, still, yeah. definitively, is the best open world Pokemon game in terms of like open world exploration. While like Scarlet and Violet has too many glitches and too many things that sort of hold it back from what um, Arceus was uh, in order to actually make it stand above that. But you know, 
I feel like Nintendo's getting there. I can like I can respect it um, because if if you if you've seen if your friends are playing it and they still enjoy it, glitches and all, that to me says something about where Nintendo's going with open world 3D Pokemon games. Where I feel like that maybe in the next one or two open world games that they do, they'll hit the correct sweet spot. That'll be the big sort of like Final Fantasy VII effect where everybody who's anybody will download this game and play it because it'll be like the new hip thing that everybody's talking about i feel like that's on the horizon for pokemon yeah i think i think um like rcs is not perfect there's definitely some issues that it has and like um i remember when i was playing it like i had a lot of fun with it but i also was annoyed at some of like the graphic fidelity and like the sparseness of some of the environments and regions and stuff like that and also like just going from you couldn't you, you had to like basically fast travel between different areas. So it wasn't like true open world in that you could just go from here to here just by walking. Um, it wouldn't let you do it. You yeah. To, you had like, you, 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 you had a region and then if you wanted to go to the next region, you had to go to this point and then fast travel to that next area. So it's like different mm, bubbles. Yeah. Whereas this that one, breaks it up. which I think maybe is why like, they they cut a lot of corners that it is one continuous like area like the whole thing is like there's no um fast travel there's it's no seamless. yeah it's seamless so i think that's why i'm pretty sure that's why there's a lot of like cut corners cut with like graphics and like models like for the, like the, like you know in the older pokemon games you can walk into anybody's house you can walk into any like you can walk into like you know stores and stuff this time it's not like that. You can't walk into a house unless you're meant to. Um, oh, that's fine. Uh, when, if you want to go to like, I don't know, a clothing shop or like, um, a cafe or whatever, you basically just walk in and then it cuts to black and then it, you see a menu of what you want to buy. That's it. You don't go in really. Oh. So the, stuff like that. And like, like even the Pokemon centers are not buildings that you go into. They're like, outdoor it looked like outdoor gas stations honestly it's weird so it's like they put everything they could into the overall basically yeah but then it also does things where like, like where like for example if you go into a like a, into a town you'll see like two coffee shops right next to each other and it's like, just like they, a real life. They, just, they just clone it but you it's see just two a clone. starbucks on opposite corners yeah true but like right next door like same like it's the same art yeah i've seen it i've seen that yeah, I guess, but it just happens a lot with different different. Yeah. like the, everything is like kind of a copy paste. Um, so that's the kind of you know, I think that's like the kind of uh, corners that they cut just to make this world as seamless as possible from one area to the other, which is cool. Um, and also like even the trainer encounters, like if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to fight a trainer, you can just walk past them. They don't like get alerted as soon as you get in in their field of view or whatever um you can just choose who you want to fight when you want to fight them kind of a thing and there's a lot of new stuff that they got like the different type of raids uh they got like three other like two other um quest lines besides the gym quest line that you could do simultaneously so you kind of just choosing where you want to go next and then just kind of encountering whatever you encounter like you're just exploring so it's it's fun that way. It's like it's it feels like a real adventure, 
because you're kind of you're just selling going to me go. and not selling me on it at the same time. It is. Like it you're is selling me in the whole open world stuff, but like the cut corner stuff makes you go. Mm. But I feel like for like at least for me, it's like it is. I can look past it because the the act of exploration and catching Pokemon and all that it's still really really fun. And uh, and you, the story, even though I've been doing a lot of exploration, so I haven't gone too much into the story but from what my friends tell me it's like it's one of the better stories of the series in recent years oh really so yeah so i mean i think it's a fun game i'd say maybe wait because they did they did two patches so far um they did day one patch and they did another patch after that i'm hoping they do more patches to like fix up the performance at least if they can't if they can't replace the graphic fidelity of it which and, you know, those are the things that, that bother me the least. It's like, LOL, I, I, I'm not a FPS uh, snob, so I can deal with that, uh, you know. But it is, I mean, Pokemon has a different standard, but it, it just feels like it feels like this is the least polished Pokemon game because they've been rushing it. Like, I think they do, they've been doing, like, two different studios because they had, like, last year they had um, the Diamond and Pearl remix. And then... This year they had Arceus and then they had this game. And then in 2019 they had Sword and Shield. And then after that they had, or before that, I don't know, they had the Let's Go at some point. So they had like basically five games in the last like three years. Like that's a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. So it's like, I, I, I kind of want them like their next game to be like in the next like two, three, like two, three years down the line or something like that. Like I want them to, I want them to focus on, you know, a game really like it, it but despite it not being super polished it's still i still think it's a really fun game and um it is the game that i'm playing the most even though i'm like dive, dabbling into different games like uh playing god of war because oh, that, the, the old one the 2018 oh, okay. one because the new one came out i was like ah, i have god of war i should probably play it so i've been playing <laughs> it i'm playing that um <clears throat> Oh, what was the other one game I'm playing? Uh, Stray, I'm playing like little by little. Um, Marvel Snap, I've been playing a lot of that. I think I play that more than any other game <laughs> right now. Because <laughs> it's a mobile is game. That like so you play is that like Pokemon Snap? No, it's a mobile, it's a, it's a phone game. Where you play, okay. so you, you're collecting cards and it's a card game, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's really fun. I mean, it is kind of a gotcha game. Um, it's kind of like the like puzzles and dragons in a way, but yeah. but it's really fun. I don't know. It's 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 a really fun game. Building your decks. Like I have like six decks right now, and they all do different things. And then you can you you know just grind and get higher levels and get more cards and then add like edit your deck and stuff and play against people. Yeah, it's fun. I do. I actually so do want to mention. <laughs> I do want to mention just for my own posterity is that like a I've been playing Puzzles and Dragons ever since 2016 and if anybody who's listening knows anything about Puzzles and Dragons I reached a uh, rank 1000 earlier this year I know I sent a screenshot to Josh and Yassine about it and that is no small feat if you reach rank rank 1000 in Puzzles and Dragons you at least as of the current updates you would have had to have been playing that game at least three years currently in order to reach that rank and i've been playing six so 
That just I, gives I you an idea. I actually don't remember you sending me a screenshot. Oh well, Josh, you weren't paying attention because I like I absolutely have it, and I like, and I still play basically every single day. I kind of like I kind of hate the fact that um, that I did not get into Marvel Snap, but I feel like I can only make room in my life for one mobile game at a time because of just my addictive nature. This is why I will never play games like WoW or Fortnite or EverQuest or any just of those online RPGs. From but but you'll play an Elden Ring. I know. Yes, I'll play an Elden Ring, but Elden Ring has an ending. Like it it is not a forever game. Three hundred okay. hours is a long time, but that is not forever. I still Point made, yeah. Yeah, true. But you can take a break from Pat. No, I can't because like there's too many rewards, there's too many incentives, there's too much in on like online game currency that you can collect by logging it every day and yeah, actually you don't playing. have to though. You're right. You need to take a break from Fortnite. Like I, I got addicted to it when they got me into yeah, it. Yeah, I took a break. But then I, then I dropped it to the point where I, I, I deleted it off my hard drive. And then Elliot's like, "Hey, you want to play again? I haven't heard seen you on there in a while." I'm like, "Fuck!" And I downloaded it, and I jumped back in with them the other night. But I'm not going to play it unless I'm playing it with them, and that's how I'm going to treat did, it. Wait, did, so wait, did you play it recently? I played it literally two nights ago with Elliot. And what uh, do you think of it? Because they have a huge update. Well, they were they were coming all about the the island. <laughs> But, uh, What's wrong with you? I, I mean, they were. They were like, "Look at those trees," and I'm like, "Yep, they look like trees to me." Because I'm on Switch. Oh, that's <laughs> the thing. I want. I want to look and see how it looks on the Switch because I'm playing on the PS5. It looks like it, it looks, looks like Fortnite. It looks like previous Fortnite. Okay, because uh, so that makes I'm, I'm actually looking through that because that makes me worry about Pokemon because because uh, I played it on like PS4 and I played a little bit on PS5 before the update, the big update. And for those who don't know, like. Uh, Fortnite recently went through like a big update with the new season, where they basically uh, upgraded. It's like uh, they they're using Unreal Engine Unreal Engine five now with ray tracing and like lumens uh, lighting. Or like this is a whole thing where just like they have like world lighting now, so like everything looks more natural, looks better, and they have like more high fidelity like assets and like buildings explode like with more particles and like debris and stuff, and like everything just looks better and more vibrant and everything like. It looks it, it runs better too, so that is huge update. And I mean, I played it on PS4 before, and it's like, oh, it looks way better than it does on the Switch. So I was already like, okay, that looks as I'm satisfied with that. But then they upgraded it again. And then once they upgraded, it just looks it almost it looks so much better. So I was I haven't gone back and checked the Switch yet. Um, to see yeah, you'll <laughs> notice no differences on the Switch. Okay, because because if it if it's that, if that's the case, then. That makes me kind of worry that, well, because I was going to say like, like oh, like graphic you know, settings, but there are no graphic settings in the Switch to, you know, like there would be in PC for performance. Right, but, but I mean, fine. I mean, on the on the on the PS on the PlayStation, it's like there's not much. I mean, consoles are all kind of the same. You can't. I mean, there's you can have different levels. But you can you can have different levels, but you can't really customize your graphics output like you can on the PC. Um, right. Right. But I was hoping that, you know, at some point later down the line, they would update Pokemon to the point where it looks better and it runs better, which I think they can. But, I mean, if Fortnite had, didn't do it and they, they advertised well, this huge update. Party. Hmm? I mean, Pokemon's third party also, technically. Um, but Fortnite's probably, you know, just a set it and forget it type of uh, property for Nintendo, I don't think they're going to care about the Pokemon's 
one of the primary franchises. So if they well, I mean, do update it, I could see they're Pokemon not the ones there. updating it. It would be Epic. Right? Yeah. Well, we're talking like about their properties. Uh, I don't know how this shit works because, like, yeah, it's their property, but it's also Nintendo's responsibility to make the. Well, no, they can only update it as much as up- the, the the console will allow it. Allow it, but yeah. they can update it as much as they want. It doesn't matter if it works for the architecture of the Switch. Also, knows the new island doesn't look special to me. It just I'm gonna look, look, look into it today and see. I'm gonna play a game and see. Yeah, how it look into it. You'll be underwhelmed. You'll be like, oh, holy crap, man. Switch. Next time you come and it's over, it's not the Switch's fault because you can make an amazing game looking game in Switch. No, that's the thing. Like, because I, I mean, I've seen like, you know, screenshots and like videos of like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which came out this year for Switch. It looks amazing. It's like how I've seen comparison shots too. It's like, how did this game put bring all that out on the Switch? I mean, hell. It's all about how you take advantage of the space. I mean, hell, like. Legend of Zelda was the, literally the first game to come out on the Switch, and it looks and it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks way better. Than, but it also has a, it has a specific it, art style, though. It has Def- a very basic art style that's even more simple than Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. It's kind of the safe zone Zelda art style that they approach now when people didn't like Wind Waker, mm-hmm. and then they went realistic with Twilight Princess, and it kind of looked drab. And then they just went like an in-between thing, and that's where Zelda's been at now, which is this kind of anime style. But at certain points, they apply with the um, Breath of the Wild. They put those realistic lighting effects off of like wet rock and stuff like that. It looks yeah. photorealistic and goddamn beautiful. It's just like it's how they take advantage of the space when they want to wow you. And yeah. that's why Pokemon probably didn't succeed because they, they, if they could fine tune it to wow you at the right parts and then sweep everything else into the carpet, it could look great. I think kind of is what Arceus did a little bit more than this one does. But anyway. When you have an art style, it helps too. Yeah, a very distinct art style. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like Arceus had a a definitive art, like a very definitive art style where it's like, I don't think Scarlet and Violet necessarily has that. Um, It feels, I mean, it just feels like it's, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm as good of a critique of it, but like, it feels like in the same vein as like Sword and Shield or whatever. Like it has its own art style, but it's not di- going away from like it's the norm, I guess, which is what RC is. Yeah. And which is what Breath of the Wild did. Because it doesn't look like any other like. Zelda I would say Breath really. of the Wild stayed within the norm. It just had new hardware so they could do some new atmosphere effects. But otherwise. Character design wise, and even world design wise, it's pretty much aligned with Skyward Sword. It's just that okay, they can render some grass blades to make it look a little bit more photorealistic here. And there and uh, okay, like gotcha. The characters themselves, you know, they look like anime characters, but not cell shaded like Wind Waker. I mean, they, they, right. I guess they are cell shaded a little bit. But it's like it's it's just ex- play, it's just default acceptable character of look. Mm-hmm. You know, I should continue that game someday. Uh, I started to pick it back up too, with the intention of I ought to finish that game before Tears of the Kingdom comes out, because uh, you know I never finished it. I was, you know, I was living with Jay when the game was out, and Jay offered to buy it on his Wii U, so I could play it. And I'm like, well, oh, Jay, right. I don't know if I'm going to have time <laughs> to play it because I'm so busy. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm freelancing. I'm trying to find permanent work, and I'm living with you. 
And he was taken aback. He's like, you don't want to play it? And I'm like, okay. And I let him play it. And I dove into it. And I beat two of the dungeons. And I was getting halfway into it. And then our time ended because Jade sold his Wii U. And then shortly before I moved out of his place, I finally bought myself a Switch. And of course, it's the first game I bought. But I haven't been dedicating to beating the dungeons with it. I've just been mapping out uh, the the world. I just want to be like, I'm going to explore every corner of the world. And not give a fuck about the main quest. And that's all I've been doing. And I 50 hours into it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I should actually beat the main quest. Zelda's kind of waiting on me. Uh, So yeah, now I might try to do that. Man, and if I, I do, don't, no big deal. Doom I experienced that. Zelda. Crazy. I'd be Doom before I beat Zelda. And I don't even fucking like the 2016 it is. I love old Doom. Not, not crazy about 2016. I do actually want to give a shout out to two games that um, came out this year that I wish I had played, but I have not played as of this recording, but I want to. One of them actually did win um, in the Game Awards. It won Fighting Game of the Year. It's called Multiverses. Most people listening would probably actually know what that is. And I have my own gripes about it because Multiverses is actually not a fighting game. It's a brawler game. <laughs> but Sifu was in Fighting it's Game also of the a Year, a and that's not a fighting cash game either. Grab, throw in it, your franchise yeah, game. yeah. But, but I forgot Zola to be added to that. But I've talked to people who have actually been playing that game, and they say it's legit a whole lot of fun, although it does require a lot of pat, or it has required a lot of patching to get to that point. But it is kind of cool because you can play as like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Shaggy, Scooby Doo. You can play as LeBron James um, in this game. And Arya um, Stark. Yeah, so, and, but funny. what. But yeah, you can play as Bugs Bunny. But what's crazy about it is, and the reason why it's not a fighting game, is that it is a game where it is 2v2. It is not a 1v1 style game. It is like you can customize it to 1v1, but its default is 2v2, which makes it, in my opinion, more of like a tag team slash brawler game. Oh, but, I didn't know that. But that being said, like, I, I. I, I feel like I should play this game because it's sort of like the new Smash Brothers without actually being Smash Brothers that has, has achieved some level of success. And hopefully at some point in the future, um, in a future episode, I can drop like any sort of like review of my time playing it. But it does look fun, although it definitely is intimidating because there's no block button in this game. You actually can't block in this game. It is full aggression, just like... Hit someone before they hit you, you know, basically style game. Um, The other game I wanted to mention um, that I do actually want to play that I'm surprised that has been getting decent reviews is Sonic Frontiers. Because, like, when you think Sonic the Hedgehog 3D games, not to sound pessimistic, but pretty much 70% of all Sonic 3D games are bad. Like, this is just a trend that has just been continuous for... The basically, From what I understand, the best Sonic 3D game before, I guess, Frontiers came around has been a Doom mod. <laughs> uh, Josh, Josh, you actually may be right, but I was going to say Sonic Generations because Sonic Generations was actually halfway decent. Um, but before Sonic Generations, you pretty much had Sonic Adventure 1 and Sonic Adventure 2. And I really, really liked the, uh, was it Forces? Uh, I... I've heard the con I, like I've heard the contrary like pretty much like anything anything Sonic Boom related in terms of games has been absolute garbage. Of course, Sonic it wasn't the Hedgehog. Sonic Boom. This was like yeah. This was like back in uh, GameCube era, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sonic I know what GameCube like. 
Yeah, I know what game you're talking about, but it really didn't get a lot of traction. If it's a good game, okay. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I haven't played it, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, the connoisseur about it. But I, I'll put it this way: I, like I've heard people talk about good Sonic 3D games, and Forces has not come up in that conversation anywhere. At least from at least mm. from at least from my at least from my experience. But the ones that have come up, and even then, the, they're not a perfect record. But it's been Sonic Colors, um, Sonic uh, uh, Sonic Generations. And to a very light degree, Sonic Unleashed. But Sonic Unleashed has a lot of problems, too, that kind of hold it back. Um, and I've heard varying people say that Sonic and the Ten Rings is actually decently good. But Sonic Frontiers, uh, apparently, has actually hit a new level of actual good quality in terms of 3D Sonic games. I, like, it's not a long open world game. I hear that you can basically beat the game in roughly about 10, maybe 15, 20 hours, which is not long for an open world style game. But I actually hear it's actually decently good. It's not perfect. Um, it's got its issues. But I hear story-wise, which is really shocking, because you don't think of Sonic games for a really good story in terms of this stuff. But the actual story of Sonic Frontiers is good. It's worth playing for the story. And that kind of sells me on the fact mm. that, hey, I should probably pick this game up at some point and actually play it because like hey i i am an old school sonic fan i love sonic games actually i think sonic mania is like the best thing that's come out in sonic in the last 10 years at least um yeah, yeah you, that's unanimous oh yeah yeah sonic mania like is the shit sonic so mania. sonic mania is awesome it's wonderful it's uh, everything I, I wanted out of i'm sonic gonna game. tell you jay i'm not gonna pick up a sonic game for the story <laughs> So well, I know, really I know, good. but it's one of those things like you don't pick it up for the story, but it's a pleasant surprise that the story is actually good. And Sonic Frontier, from my understanding, actually does have a decent story because it focuses predominantly on Sonic running around and figuring out where he is, what he's doing, and he's interacting with Knuckles, with Tails, with Amy, you know, even to a lighter degree Robotnik, um, like as actual characters with their shared is this history. Is he has a daughter? No. Sonic I Robotnik. Thought there was... Robotnik had a daughter now or something like that. It, like, if he does, that's news to maybe, me, because I didn't get that that's, far. Maybe that's uh, something else. If that's in Sonic Frontiers, that's a spoiler for me, dude. Because yep. I, because admittedly, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> like, I haven't played it yet, I, but I but I put it on the is, list is of games I, game that too? came out this, this year that I want to play. Because I think it was Robotnik's daughter <laughs> who asked Sonic, what's your end game? And he's like, oh, or no, he, she says, what's your end goal? And he's like, oh, Sometimes it's a spinning ring. Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Sonic comment, to be fair. Yeah, so. but, uh, yeah I, before the game came out, I was really down on the game. And I, I argued about it with a friend of mine. Um, because, well, not argue, but like we had a back and forth about it. Because everything that they were showing, they were showing it felt like they were showing the worst parts of the game. Yeah, and, that's true. But like the 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 way that it was, you know, kind of originally like, I guess marketed, they would show him. They would show Sonic in this like open world like island or whatever, um, just like a bunch of like cliffs and like open area, like open stretches of like grassland and stuff. And you have like these like monuments and like random like. Uh, loops and rails and stuff all over the place for no reason you didn't know why uh which i guess is part of the story because he doesn't know where he is or what what he where how he got there but at the time it was like well it just kind of looks like someone got like a generic um landscape uh what do you call it world asset or whatever 
and just put a bunch of like random things in it for Sonic to like interact with, and that's about it. Like it felt, it didn't feel like a cohesive, like an actual design world. Yeah, um, and you know, me and my friend had a back and forth about it for a bit. Um, but yeah, hearing more and more about it now, it's like, yeah, it may be something that, that I get into. I haven't looked at too many of the reviews. So I don't really know what, how the good and the bad of it all. Um, it's just not a game yeah. that I'm like rushing to get yet. Like I have, there's a lot of games that I want to play before I get to Sonic Frontiers. Um, but it does have my interest. Um, I do still want to beat Mania. But this year I played a lot of Sonic because they had that um, they had that collection that came out, the one that had like yeah, all I heard the, some the bad, first... bad things about that. I liked it. I played the whole thing. I, I, I beat I all of the games. They dropped the ball on like like some people were critical about like they left out some things or something. Maybe it's because they left out the Sonic Three soundtrack for obvious reasons. I don't know, oh! but like for, um, they they definitely changed <laughs> the the soundtrack for that game. Um, but there are, there are other things too. Like I, I watched a couple YouTube videos that were like, eh, it's not what it could be." But you know, I guess just as far as basic Sonic, it's it's serviceable. As far as the core games, I I mean, I felt like, I mean, I had I had I had a lot of fun playing through it. Like I, I had never I don't I never beat the first Sonic game. I've always played it, but I never beat it. I've beaten the second one. I've beaten the third one, and I, I think I beat Knuckles as well. Uh, but I just went through and I just I just went through all the games from the beginning to the end, and as far as like just the core game, like it's like, it's fun. I think it's just it felt like how it used to feel. It ran pretty well. Um, I think my only thing is that it, as far as like a collection and like a celebration of Sonic, there's not that much in it. Like yeah, yeah, they have they have the like they have like cinematics for each game, out. like new cinema, like new like animated cinematics for each game, which is really cool. Um, but like, as far as like extras and stuff like that, there's, it's pretty bare bones as far as the like collection goes. Um, but yeah, so it's it, it pretty much elucidating what I was saying. It's kind of for some people it's disappointing. But I mean, the game itself, like the games itself, are good. It's just yeah, yeah, they didn't put too much into it. Whereas like, uh, I still want to see. I still want to get that uh, Ninja Turtles collection. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard pretty good things. They have a lot of games in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Game Boy game in there too, yeah. and all sorts of shit. Yeah, so I kind of want to get that. But I did play that Sh- Shredder's Revenge. It was really fun. Oh, Shredder's Revenge is Shredder's wonderful. Revenge. That is everything from my childhood, from 1989 to 1992. That whole game like warms my heart, man. It's See, so I'm good. not. I'm not too much. Nostalgic on the Ninja Turtles. I am on like the first live action movie, and I've watched a little bit of the cartoon, but I'm not like big on the turtles. But, but you played Turtles in Time, back, right? Never played Turtles in Time. No. What? I'm, of course, I've known about it, but I never you played it because I was never big. Yeah, but I never gravitated towards Turtles in Time. Like I said, I'm, I wasn't big on Turtles. Like I said, nah. I, the first act live action movie, of course, love that. I watched the cartoon a little bit, but I wasn't big on Turtles. But even I have to look at Shredder's Revenge and be like, fuck, I want to play that. Just because it's a beat-em-up with modern... You know, who did they get to do the music in there? Did they get Method Man or somebody uh, in there? They just got, like, modern music uh, in a similar vein. Ghost, uh, Ghost, uh, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Face Killer. Yeah. yeah, he's on there. Yeah, that's just that, that tickles me. It's just like a, a 16-bit 
throwback game with modern music and lyrics. Oh, and when the that music gets, hits, it hits, dude. That gets my blood pumping. Yeah, I played that game. I was playing a little bit of a... Yeah. And I, I'm not launching into my thing. I'm taking over, but I was going to mention, I did play a little bit of River City Girls because there's a trial oh, yeah. for it now if you have Nintendo yeah. Switch Online. Yeah. And I know uh, Jared, I think, was playing it. And that was always on my radar, but I figured, like, it's... What the fuck? Oh, hey, hey, cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told you you'd probably hear the cat sometime in this episode. So. Yeah. Um, that was always on my radar, but I kind of dismissed it. Like, uh, one, I'm not like a super big beat em up fan. I kind of am, but not not like, I don't know Streets of Rage or uh, River City Ransom, which is the franchise that River City Girls is kind of branched off from. But just like, like, okay, cute anime girls beat up thing. That looks amusing, but I don't think it's going to be something I want to play. Okay, now it's a free trial, and I, I started playing it, and it is addicting. It starts out slow, but then when you get to the first boss and then the world opens up, I'm like, I'm having a lot of fun, especially to dial it back. Yes, you enter the shopping mall, and like the whole soundtrack is done by this one uh, artist, and it's it's a it's a pop song playing with lyrics while you're beating people up, and I'm like, I'm getting into this. Yeah, so. I played I played that game with Jared uh, a few times. Um, it's pretty fun. And yeah, once the once the world opens up, uh, yeah, it's so much fun, and also like. You can build up your fighting. Yes, because I just dab. You can dab. You see. Oh yeah, as, a, yeah, as yeah. an attack, and it knocks people down, and I giggle <laughs> on control. I I could fucking dab someone. That is so fun. Uh, but yeah, it didn't open up until like the first level was kind of basic, but when I got to the first boss, it was challenging. And I'm like, oh, this is actually fucking hard. And then after that, yeah, it's non-linear. You can go all over the map. And yeah, build up your move repertoire, and I'm like, okay, this is fun. Still don't know if I'm gonna buy it though. But it, it, it's it's even more fun when you play with two players because like when me and Jared play, oh, sure. like, uh, the like level that I mean, there's a there's a bit of like you know just fucking with each other a little bit. Like you can kind of hit with them a friendly if you fire. want. Yeah, uh, but you can also do like combos together, which is cool. Oh, neat. Yeah, I think you can do special moves together as well. I'm not sure yet. But I won't say I wouldn't buy it because it is on sale now too for uh, half off. But the sequel's coming out, right? So it's like yeah. someone's like, "Hey, you should just buy the sequel." Well, I think there is a physical copy in Japan only, but that could still play in the uh, North American Switch mm. of one and two packaged together. I'm like, well, that's the one to buy if I if I do feel if I still have the bug biting me after my trial runs out, I yeah. might buy that. Because you know, fun game. But you know, it hey, is. I guess I do like beat 'em ups because I was talking about King of the King of the Monsters, right? Yeah. Have you? Did you play that Dawn of the Monsters? No, man. And I was like looking at it again because there's another game that's big right now. That's a monster masher. I'm sure you heard of is Giga Bash. Have you yeah. Giga Bash. Yeah, Giga yeah, Bash. Yeah, they recently that. got a Godzilla DLC. They got a Godzilla a DLC. Talking about it. And actually, like I, I, I feel guilty about. You know, because like if that were available on Switch, it's not now, but they were talking about it coming to Switch. I'd almost gravitate towards that because Godzilla, man. They they got nineties Godzilla, they got Gigan, they got Destroyer and uh Kiru. Uh oh. fuck. They get yeah, not just Godzilla, they got Shit, four monsters. Really? Yeah, dude, like my like dude, my favorite thing about that game is that like one of the monsters in the game is a actual building. It's a building possessed as a monster that is taking revenge <laughs> for all the buildings that have been destroyed in giant monster yeah. movies, which I think is a yeah. great idea. <laughs> so if that I game on Switch, 
I'm going to jump on it because Godzilla DLC, and there's probably going to be more D- DLC on the horizon, like of Ultraman Kaiju or something like that. You can get it on Steam. Like, it's available on yeah, Steam. Yeah, but once again, uh, I don't want to overload my laptop, my poor little laptop, because it's always at 75% capacity, and, you know, I don't yeah. like playing on the computer. Uh, also, too, I'm not sure if I'd like the isometric, because it, it, uh, Gigabash kind of basically looks like the Godzilla Destroyer Monsters Saber games. It's it's more fast paced. It, like it, well, the the thing I'll give Gigabash though is that it's more fast paced and actually incorporates more fighting game mechanics at an actual reasonable speed. I've often had problems with the melee series, even though I think it's generally overall good. I've always hated it because they try and like put giant monsters in this scenario where, of course, like due to gravity, they're going to move naturally slower, so it feels like a right. wrestling game. But when you're making a fighting game, that goes out the window. Don't care about reality in a fighting game. That's I why mean, I think like, the next like, just Godzilla make it fun. Godzilla game needs to be a 2.5D fighter. Just make it like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Uh, I'd be happy, but. Uh, like, I'm okay with the asymmetric view, but just make the speed flow like any other regular fighting game. Make it flow like Tekken. Make it flow like Street Fighter. Make it flow like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like, like make it flow well, at a normal view. Perception. It's going gonna, it's gonna to become a WWF-style game, which is what a lot of people think of when they think giant monsters. Yeah, like, like yeah, but, like, but, I notoriously, as much as I respect them as fighting games, I tend to hate wrestling games, unless it's, yeah. <laughs> you know, unless it's the Genesis version of, of WWF WrestleMania, which right. we talked about in a previous which, episode. Hey, it's so, totally more Mortal Kombat. Ones, man. Huh? Yeah, I remember playing WWF, uh... Oh, man, I forget what it was called. I played, I used to play WCW versus NWF. I played oh, the one where... Before uh, the Generation X became popular, so it was like The Rock before he was really, you know, big in mankind. But then they did the the other one, World Tour or something, and had The Godfather, and they had Mankind with his really rocking intro, and that was the one that was fun because you could customize your character. And mm. Donald, but I, I have been looking back to. Dawn of the Monsters you've seen because you mentioned it and it's kind of up there alongside Giga Bash and I could get it because it's on Switch. That's what but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm sold on it. Like it, it's kind of a brawler instead of like a, a fighter. Like you go through a level. The art style is kind of cool, but at the same time I don't like it. And also I have a hard time getting into generic monster things. Like I want my licenses. I want Godzilla. Like King of the Monsters I only think of because I played it as a kid. It's such right? a corporate show. I'm a corporate shill, yeah. It's like, I'm not interested in it because it's giant monsters. I'm interested in it if it's Godzilla. But, uh, mm, you know. I, I, I just... like the idea that it was, like, different. Like, it was it was something that, like, you can see it the has a story mode, too. Huh? It has, like, a story mode, too. I uh, see, like, there's characters, there's, like, cutscenes and stuff like that. With, like, Which I does. I liked it. I, I so, didn't beat it, but I might get it. It, it, I liked it because it definitely felt you could see you could feel the Ultraman and Godzilla like. Um, I mean, that's the only thing. There's the only four characters, but two of them are obviously like uh, I forget what it's called, but it's obviously the same naming convention as like Gypsy Danger. Like they're obviously going Pacific Rim, Pat Lavoie, yeah. and uh, I think the other one's Eva influenced. And there's yeah, like a Godzilla style monster. What well, is two? Like, there's two Godzilla, uh, two kaiju monsters. Two kaiju, like two Godzilla. robots. No, not two robots. It's one robot, one Ultraman. Oh, Ultraman, yeah, more like an Ultraman. Yeah. Um, which is the one that I played the most of, because he's the fastest one, obviously. 
Um, but you can like, but there's a whole thing where like you can like customize because each one, each character has like three perks, and you can like customize which perks they have, which gives them different abilities when they attack or whatever. Um, Just like with uh, River City Girls, it seems like I was gonna comment on this too. So many games now have these RPG elements. I like it, and obviously I loved it when I was talking about MK11 back then, but I'm starting to get, like, fatigued at it. I'm like, I but just want to mindlessly go through. But it's simpler than um, River City, because River City is, like, once you learn moves, like, you have to learn what the combo is to do the move, the combination to the move, whereas with... Oh, I didn't uh, get that deep in it. Yeah, I mean, because it has, like, you know, you do, like, forward, forward, this, or whatever, like, you, you have different commands for each move, whereas with uh, Dawn of the Monsters, it's more like uh, you, have, you have these set moves from the outset which don't really change the perks are just like what happens either when you get attacked or when you attack you know okay like like so for example there's some things like if you if you block like you do like a perfect block at the right time or whatever the perfect timing block then you'll recover this amount of health or you know if you attack with this ability then it'll poison this person like that kind of stuff like but the the moves itself are the same Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's a little more simplified, um, but I will say like I don't know if it's the Switch thing, but I remember when I played it because I played it at launch. Uh, there were frame rate issues, but I I couldn't tell if it was purposeful because it's a, it's you know a kaiju game and they're making it slow. But there's sometimes where it, like when you're fighting and you're in the middle of it, there's a lot going on. Sometimes it will well, slow down a bit. I I am not an FPS. Uh... You know, uh, but, snob. Like yeah, said. if you're not, and then that's it, fine. It'll probably yeah. make me think of like playing Super Ghouls and Ghost on the SNES, where if you get more than three enemies on screen, it just hurts. <laughs> True. Maybe it's a little bit of that. But uh, it's yeah, it was fun. It, I I enjoyed it a lot, even though it was like pretty repetitive. Repetitive as far as like you do the story, 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 then you get to the mission. It's kind of just the same thing. I am it's on a the different location, it, except that it's forty dollars. Like that—that that looks to me like a, if it was a fifteen-dollar game, I'd buy it. But forty dollars. I, I think I've—I've I've justified it as being like, well, it's you know, it's an indie title, and they're doing—they're yeah. they're going out of their way to make a kaiju game. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna support it because it's yeah, expensive to should... make a game. So uh, I wanted to—I wanted to support them, and I—I I thought it was fun. I just. I'm just stuck on the last boss because it's so freaking hard. Like I don't know. Like I need to figure out how to beat it. Is there multiplayer on it? Uh, not when I played it. I don't know if they added it. I don't think so. I I think I remember watching a review where they said the one downside was it wasn't online multiplayer. Because if there was online multiplayer, that would be fun. Fuck it, man. And that's the thing about Gigabash. I think Gigabash. Gigabash has multiplayer, doesn't it? Or no? Yeah, it does. Probably does. It does. It That's its okay. biggest selling point too, but like once again, it's not on Switch yet. But they've been talking about it coming on Switch, so it's like I'll probably get that. But then again, I'm not going to be lured in just because Godzilla and three of his friends are there. Lie. The 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 real uh, I just want another fucking Godzilla game, y'all. I want another. You know, we had that PS4 one that was eh. Jay has eh. a copy of that he's never played. He just bought it so he could collect it. He doesn't even fucking have a PlayStation, which oh, is not a bring it here. Which is out we of should bring it to Yasin's place. He's got a PS5 now, which, by the way, congratulations to PS5. Thank um, you, thank you. Yeah, it's good which to play at Yasin's. Which actually, you know, like that game, um, at least the, uh, I think like the American copy, um, is actually out of print. It's actually a short print run. So Well, it's like you have the Japanese version, but it will play on a I have uh, the American version too, right? Josh. Oh, that's right. So yeah, we should take that Yasin and play it. I don't know if it's multiplayer or if we just like pass the controller, bro. 
it's probably not a good game, but I like. I will say it. I've always wanted to try. It. it looks visually better than the Pipeworks games. So, it actually looks more fulfilling as a fan game because they include more sound effects from the movies, and the designs look a lot more accurate than the Pipeworks games. So I'm gonna go. Over. I'm gonna go ahead and be like you know the you know the sad Debbie Downer on this one. The actual Godzilla right. game that you're talking about on PS4 and PS3 originally, like you know, respectively. Uh, visually, it looks amazing. Like it really, I know truly it's does. bad. Like I like, know it's boring. Yeah, but it is a it is a slog of a boring game. Godzilla and the opponents move so slow, and this is why, like I've often said, that like um, if you're going to create like a battle like fighting game, throw physics out the window, guys. You're dealing with giant monsters that couldn't exist in reality anyway. Just make them fight like two normal people on the street well, like like like, like that godzilla that sounds game, way cooler the best godzilla game is a 2d fighter that came out on the super famicom and never came to the united states and i played a rom of it and it's street fighter with godzilla characters and it's great that's what they should do just do a 2.5d yeah. godzilla fighter figure out some destruction but you know what sick of fucking fighting i want to switch up the genre make it a uh, ace combat where you're in a fighter jet attacking Defending a city or something like that, or like city shrouded in shadow, making a survival yeah. bar. Which, was... Jay, looking back, I did look at the game you're talking about, Mega. It is only on Steam, but you know what? I'll have to see my specs, and maybe if I delete something, I might play it just because it. Yeah, I saw some screen caps. It's a first person. It's a survival horror kaiju game, right at my alley. Yeah, I and that's try. the thing. Is that is that like because you mentioned city shrouded in shadow, like that. Like granted, that game never came to America, to my knowledge. But that is Same. the type. That, but, but you know, but that is the type of like kaiju game I actually want to play. Like I love the idea where I'm just running through a city and I just have to survive various encounters about a kaiju attack. I actually think that's way more worthy of like a Godzilla game than even like a fighting game. Though the fighting game I think needs to be perfected and it would be a lot, like a heck of a lot of fun. But I personally think it's way cooler. For you to actually be running away from the battle itself yeah. and figuring out mechanics to like sort of get out of I've uh, to get out of situations. About Gigabash being like, oh god, another giant monster movie where they don't take advantage of the sense of scale, instead looking down on the kaiju. Where part of the fascination of Godzilla with me as a kid has always been the the terrifying size of it. I want to be put down in the human scale, looking up at this fucking thing. I want yeah. I want to be overwhelmed by a, a giant monster. Yeah, so, and I think yeah. I think you could make like an action adventure game with those specific type of mechanics. It just it hasn't been done. But I will say to be like to give credit where credit is due, Gigabash is a step in the right direction in terms of like a kaiju fighting game, and City Shrouded on Shadow is a step in the right direction of making like a kaiju as horror game, and so is Mega. It's just like they haven't really hit like the popular like the popular note to really make it interesting though to mention this because this was the trailer at the game awards that we mentioned before uh behemoth looks like it could be a game that kind of hits that niche but i need I, to see actual gameplay one. footage of it in order to truly get it but it which, looks which like it's that so the be- mech the mech game or whatever well, well yeah 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 that's armor core but no behemoth armor really core, comes yeah. off to me at least from the initial trailer like this could change you know so don't so take this with a grain of salt but behemoth comes off as a game that is a combination of dark souls and shadow of the colossus it feels a combination of the two like you're just like a wandering 
night in a realm you're by yourself you're weak you're helpless and then there's a giant monster that you have to climb on top of and you're riding the giant monster to something like that's what the oh, gameplay God. trailer initially talked about but it looks interesting like i'm, I'm actually not doing halfway halfway interesting. Interesting. i hate this I, I, it looks because it because it kind of looked like elden ring a little bit that's out of it yeah, but that's why. Yeah, but that's why, dude. Like I, I said, it looks well. When you say Elden Ring, basically, I said Dark Souls. Like it feels more like Dark Souls than Elden Ring because it doesn't have the whole open world aspect that I'm aware of. But it looks kind of cool. Like anything that kind of gives me Shadow of the Colossus vibes, I'm gonna be halfway interested in because Shadow of the Colossus is a great effing game. Like it's yeah. awesome. Um, and this kind of feels like it, but I need to see more because I feel like that behemoth in the trailer is just one of a few. I don't think that's the only one. So maybe it's Shadow of the Colossus with a mix of Elden Ring or Dark Souls. Maybe it's not, but it looks interesting enough to where like, okay, like, you know, like, 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 like you gained my curiosity, but now you have my attention, you know, kind of meme using the Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio meme um, a little bit. So. Is that Leo DiCaprio meme? I know the meme. That is absolutely Leonardo DiCaprio meme because, you know, it's from Django Unchained. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Django, Django's clip. Yeah. But it looks cool. And this is the type of thing I want to see from more games that have like a giant monster or kaiju because you leo want... has a lot of leo has a lot of memes is is that you have my attention meme he's got the the great gatsby raising the drink meme and he's got the point of the tv screen meme from uh the once a time once upon a time in hollywood he's got the you know blowing my face meme from interstellar he's got like four or five memes dude's really shining my face. in the world of internet culture it's the him talking to the scarecrow. I forget his name. Caesar. Something. Also, didn't know that he was in that movie. He's totally in that movie. He's one of the fucking main characters. <laughs> uh, wait, you didn't know Leo was in it, or you didn't know Scarecrow was in it? Scarecrow. Who's the guy that plays Scarecrow in Batman Begins? Oh, that guy. No, but I didn't know yeah, that Leo guy. was in it. Yeah, Leo's a goddamn main character. I thought, I thought Matthew McConaughey was the main character. No, that's Interstellar. Did I say Interstellar? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I meant uh, the dream fucking movie. Anyway, I'm going oh, to Oh, Inception. Yeah, Inception. Go back to your talking about, Jay. I know. DiCaprio's in a lot of memes. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, you're not wrong, Josh. I, I guess I can give you that. You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> but... No, like that's kind of what I want to see in a Kaiju-esque game is that, that sense of scale. Like... Certain games have truly hinted at it to a point to where they've almost got it. It's just, it had like all the greatest ideas from various games have not come together into one. But Behemoth could be it. And there's been so many examples. Like, I hate to mention this game because I don't like it, but it, it's worth mentioning is um, Final Fantasy uh, 16. It's the one with Noxus as the main character where you're just like a, some dude bros in a car running around on a road oh, trip. That one. That's yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, I'm not a fan of that game, but the actual like creatures that you can summon have that same sort of kaiju s vibe to them because they're just stupidly huge. Um, you also have um, Extinction, which was 
kind of hinting at the idea that it's it's basically a tower defend type of game where like giant monsters that are basically giant ogres are coming into your town and you have to like slowly kill them one by one as they invade like you know like like basically like a tower defense game but it really didn't hit the mark no one talked about it it kind of just came and went and you know as a game and then you have like other various games where there's giant monsters in them, but there's sort of like one-off boss battles that don't really do anything. And I kind of want the Shadow of the Colossus type aesthetic where like it's just you versus a whole bunch of these things. And either you're surviving them or you have to find innovative ways to kill them where the giant monsters themselves are the battle. Like they are the level, like Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. And that's kind of what I want Breath to see. Wild almost did that. That's yeah. been compared to Shadow of the Colossus, except you go inside the monster. Yeah. Right? It's not quite yeah. the same. I mean, this stuff has been hinted at in a lot of different games from various boss battles. Um, even Monster Hunter has this sort of stick going for it because of how I you mean, have to defeat. I mean, it's a whole center of Monster Hunter, right? Yeah. Giant monsters, right? Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, like... Amazing, I haven't gotten into that series. But I kind of want something new where that whole genre, pre- predominantly of tokusatsu from Japan, is fully representative in, in spirit I in the think game. it's coming uh, yeah. because Gigabash is so popular and they got the Toho license now. Uh, Dawn of the Monsters is a thing. They're not going to be the last uh, Kaiju Brawler games. Mm. And the Monsterverse is popular. Kong and Godzilla is coming out. Uh, Toho's got I mean, a new Godzilla movie on the, on the horizon. I think I think it's there, coming. There have been a lot of like you know U.S. releases of like shows and movies too. Yeah. Like from, Ultraman, Common Rider, all that stuff. So I mean, there was there was a game uh, announced like two, three years ago, or like teased, like as far as like a teaser trailer or something like that. Um, it was a Japanese developer. I don't know if it was Suda Fifty One or someone else. Maybe it was Suda Fifty One. I don't remember. Uh, but it was like an acclaimed uh, uh, game director or whatever. And they put out this like short trailer where just a, a figure in a you know, destroy town and there's like a giant monster and then he does a pose like Ultraman and then it becomes like a giant being of light kind of a thing. Wow, and I remember not, it was like a very really short nice. trailer, but it looked really cool. Um, but I haven't heard anything about it since and I don't even remember the name of it. Huh. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, that, that, I remember that, that's the one that I was like, I really hope that actually comes together as a video game because it like conceptually like, I remember thinking that this director with a kaiju, with an Ultra Man kaiju property or game would be awesome. Or even if it was original. I, I know I poo pooed on, you know. No, it's original. Stuff. It's inspired, but it's like, it's not yeah. an Ultraman game. But it's like inspired by Ultraman. Yeah, man. I'd, I'd like to see it. Yeah. So, was there anything else from um, Game Awards that you guys. I do, I, I do want to, I do want to mention, yeah, from the Game Awards. I do want to mention that if you guys have not seen the Behemoth trailer that came out during the Game Awards, then I would recommend watching it. If you like, like basically, since you're talking about this thing, I don't I think it's because I did not remember that. Yeah, like it, like granted, it does. Like the thing about that I like about that trailer is that it's called Behemoth, but most of the trailer it really does feel like a Dark Souls game. Like I, I even I was like, is is. Wait, you said Behemoth. Is there a giant monster in this game? And there is, but it's sort of like the uh, sort of like the big teaser at the end of the trailer. But well, there's... it's at the end of the trailer, and like I'm going to throw some shade. Most of these trailers are all cinematic, hardly any gameplay. Yeah, right? that's true. So it's like, of yeah. course, they're going to save the big Behemoth for the end of it. Which, like, yeah, the Tekken Eight, they said it was a gameplay trailer, but I couldn't tell it was gameplay or not. No, most of that I was, was I... gameplay. I mean, yeah, I was impressed with the Tekken Eight trailer. 
I think that, I mean, there's stuff, there was stuff like, you know, like Hades 2 was really, was announced and that had gameplay as well. Okay. And I, I, I tuned out for that, I think. Hades 2? I thought they did a Diablo. Maybe. No, the, uh, no, that was a Hades game announced. They also okay. they also had like an armored core game, which I'm not a fan yeah, of armored core. Like it doesn't. I don't know about armored core. I don't know about armored core. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I was intrigued by the trailer. I don't know what armored core is, but the trailer intrigued me because I'm like, is this a gunhead game? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I think it's the, the I think people are excited about the fact that it's made by From Software. Yeah. That's why, and that's what that's what people are oh. interested in. And that's why I'm like, oh, that that could be cool. The same I, people, who like made my main what, thing about, man. like my main my main criticism of from software games, like the ones that I've tried, like I like Sekiro, even though I never finished it, but I like, I enjoyed playing that one, but I don't like the aesthetics of any of the other games. So like, River City Girls is a from software game, is it not? I don't think so. Is I it? thought it was. I think oh. it, I, I just played it to yesterday. I thought. Uh, River City Girls? God damn it, do I gotta Google this? Am I gonna make myself I mean, a liar again? Yeah, you better show. you better Google that. But um I'm, I'm Googling it right now. But no, like I think yeah, my main thing is that I just aesthetically I oh, don't like Way those forward, games. I'm sorry. Uh, way forward. <laughs> Which I think is the same group that did or that, that either published or developed the Dawn of the Monsters. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm, maybe um, I have to try Down of the Monsters. Yeah, but I mean, like I've tried um, Bloodborne. I mean, it plays well. It plays it it lo- it plays well. And it looks really good. I just don't like the aesthetic of it. Um, same with like Demon Souls back in the day. Um, Sekiro is the only one that I'm like kind of intrigued to like play. And seeing people do mm-hmm. like combos and stuff on Twitter is like oh man, it's, it's it look, actually looks pretty sick. Um, so. Seeing their game, uh, their way of making games with a mech property is like, oh, that that could be cool. I, mm. I don't know, it could be fun, but I don't know anything about Armored Core. So yeah, I know jack shit about Armored Core. I didn't know it was a franchise, or I didn't know there was a first Armored Core. I just thought the trailer admittedly looked cool. No, I've known that there's a franchise. I just never played them. Yeah. Yeah, I've never actually played like any Armored Core game, so I have no idea. But apparently a lot of people were talking about it, so a lot of people were somewhat excited about it. So a lot of people know things that I don't yeah. know about Armored Core. That, so. that was one of the big highlights. Other than that, there wasn't much for me to be excited about as well. No Breath of the Wild 2, I'm sorry, Tears of the Kingdom trailer. We know Nintendo's saving that for a Nintendo Direct. Which Are apparently... Which apparently, just to go ahead and, man- and mention the elephant in the room here, of course, at you know the oh. big game awards twenty twenty, like basically twenty twenty two, no Mortal Kombat announcement or anything. Like, granted, yeah. it's not like we were like told there would be, but it's I mean, still we knew always there wasn't going to be. Yeah, we confirmed it wasn't going to be, and here we are. Remember, a year ago, more than a year ago, we talked about we were anticipating there being a Mortal Kombat twelve yeah. announcement for last year's game game awards, and that's, yeah, that's why you watched the car. I, I listened to it in the car. I've watched yeah. it in the car. That's dangerous. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I put it in the background on my uh, offhand, you know, uh, third-party YouTube app that can play in the background, so I have to spend money on YouTube TV or YouTube Plus or whatever that fucking shit is. And, uh, yeah, I listened to it in my car like I listened to a baseball game. It was fun. It was a fun experience. But, uh, yeah, no Mortal Kombat. And, yeah, we, we knew it was... I wasn't expecting Mortal Kombat in this one. I was at least expecting Tears of the Kingdom. But uh, we did 
get a tweet recently from Ed Boon where someone asked him, Jay, you saw I shared this with you. Yeah. If they can expect anything from NetherRealm Studios soon. And Ed Boon replies, I can't answer that, but he includes the numerals two and three in the word answer, which means, guess what? You're going to hear something in 2023, whatever that, you know. Yeah, but what that is, that's which, Ed. That's a no shit. Of course, we're going to announce something in 2023. Yeah, like, like, you know what that is? That's Ed Boon being Ed Boon, in my opinion. Like, like what we're going to get in 2023 is that we're going to get like an image or a concept art or an Ed Boon tweet. It like, has to come out, though, in 2023, right? It's been uh, so long. Nah, dude. I like. I like. I'd hold. Are, my are they breath. gonna announce something and be like Christmas twenty twenty four and make us wait that much longer? Something's gotta come out. See, see, Josh. Like, I'm gonna go on a limb here and like I'm like and I'm willing to do this while we're actually. And when I recording. say something, I could mean Injustice three. But I could like, mean Puzzle Combat. Just something. But but see, that's the thing. I'm going to say a mainline Mortal Kombat game, um, aka Mortal Kombat twelve. That will be announced in 2023, but it will not come out in 2023. That's my prediction right now. I'm willing to go mm. on recording and say that because yeah. I just I just don't think I just don't think that we're gonna get a Mortal Kombat a mainline one released on the shelves in 2023. But I do think we will get at least an announcement and potentially a trailer. But well, uh, I think it's inevitable we'll get an announcement. Like you don't even have to bet on that. But I'm I'm gonna throw my bet against you, Jay, and say maybe it's more hoping than betting, but. That we're going to get an announcement and a release on 2023. So now now the question becomes like, I don't know, you see if you want to join in this little debacle, but Josh, why do you want to bet? Because I'm one, I like, I'm going to throw stakes on this. Okay. We actually want to throw stakes. Okay. Um, Jay, why don't you name what we bet? Because I'm sorry, you see, why don't you, why don't you tell us what we should bet? Because I don't know. Money, monetary amount here? Mm, I don't think it should be monetary. No? Or a dare, like one of us should do something if we lose. Hmm. Mm. How about if um, Mortal Kombat doesn't come out in 2023, then I will. This is between you and Jay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You could be evolved if you want to. If it doesn't come out in 2023, Josh has to try Elden Ring. Damn. <laughs> but but that may be difficult because Josh needs the console to even play oh, right. Elden Ring. <laughs> it's not yeah, going to be well, on if Switch. I, if I say fuck it, I'll buy a Steam Deck by then. I could probably play it in Steam Deck. Maybe maybe money is easier to do. <laughs> see, I, mean, see, I have a laptop. I could probably put Elden Ring on it. Whether it'll run great or not, I don't know. See, see, that's the thing. I was going to say this. Uh, this is going to be like you know humiliation enough for me. If Mortal Kombat announces a trailer but does not actually come out with a mainline game in 2023, then Josh has to admit in recording in one of our episodes, though he can choose which one at what time, that Johnny Cage is the greatest Mortal Kombat ever oh. that has ever been. Okay, I mean, oh. I can bite, I, I can bite my lip and do that, I guess. But but I but I say this as you know a caveat that like if if I'm wrong because then you have you to know, say Scorpion is the best Mortal Kombat character ever. Well, I can, and, I will at least acknowledge that like well I think Scorpion basic he is the mascot of Mortal Kombat. It's not like I've denied that, but I will say that if Johnny Cage and Scorpion ever fought each other in a mainland Mortal Kombat game as of today, despite what Mortal Kombat 95 told us, that Scorpion would beat Johnny Cage ten times out of ten because I have often said that mm. like Johnny Cage. I've often held that over your head, Josh, that Johnny Cage beats Scorpion all the time because Mortal Kombat right. 95. Yeah. Yep. You know, this, this is cute and all, but the, the, these aren't real stakes. Uh, 
I have personal I investment in this, Josh. I, I consider them real stakes. Let's make mm. some real fucking stakes here. Let's make some real fucking stakes. Okay, if you want to throw money at, then we'll throw money at. How? Like basically, if, if, I, bu- I buy your bar tab, man. Twenty twenty three, like I predict. You have to buy me a Steam Deck. And how much do those cost? How much do those cost? Eight hundred bucks. They're crazy. They're more expensive than the PS Five. I think. Josh, I Josh, honest. I Josh, <laughs> Josh, I love you, but you're not worth eight hundred bucks. I'm sorry, well, bro. Well, let's get your winnings here. If, if a Mortal Kombat game does not come out in twenty twenty three, like you predict. Then I have to buy you. Um, what do you want, Jay? You want you want you want the Xbox SX, whatever the new one is. You want a PS Five? No, because I already have it. I already have it before then because I'm literally going to buy it within the next couple of months. Dude, just buy me a oh, six seriously? pack of beer. I'll just take a six pack of beer and I'll be ha- and I'll be a happy man. Okay, let's make that. Be enough. You buy me a six pack of beer and I'll uh, or I'll buy you a six pack of beer if you win, and you buy me a bottle of whiskey if if I win. Sure. See, I ain't trying to go broke over these stakes. I like okay? rich and rare. This is cheap, cheap <laughs> ass fool said, Canadian. This fool said if a game doesn't come out in 2023, you got to buy me a whole damn console. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I was getting greedy there. I really, I'm really fucking pissed if he wins. He's like freaking. It's like the Game Awards didn't give me a Steam Deck. Somebody's gonna buy me a damn Steam Deck. Someone got <laughs> damn it. I was like, no. Like, I love Josh, but I don't love him. And I don't love him enough for eight hundred dollars. Like, I don't love anybody enough for. You spent almost as much on me. You bought me that uh, Seagate. That wasn't eight hundred dollars. No, like, I guess it wasn't. I don't that was know. Like Steam Deck. How much is a Steam Deck right now? How much is a because there's different. You bought models. him a five hundred dollar hard hard drive. It wasn't five hundred dollars, but it was pretty expensive. And I was like, "Wow, Jay, thanks, man. You didn't have to do that." Uh, yeah, the the most expensive Steam Deck. Holy shit! Yeah, the five hundred and twelve gig version, which is what they were giving out uh, the Game Awards, is eight hundred and sixty one dollars. There's a 64 gig version for 564, and yeah, pretty expensive. Better off just buying the PS5, I guess, huh? Uh, just the alcohol, I think that's fine. Yeah, that's just yeah, six pack or bottle of whiskey. So that's it. You're here first. Uh, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna get that bottle of whiskey. So Jay thinks it's 2024. No... Yeah, Jay Jay says they may announce it this coming year, but the game is not going to be released until 2024. I think. That there's no way it can't come out in 2023. I'll, like I'll even outline specifics here because like I like I I, I kind of don't want to give myself any wiggle room to like say like oh I really meant this way or this way. No, I'm saying it'll be announced in 2023, but it will not come out until 2024. Which means that if it's not announced, period, or if no game comes out in 2024, period, I still lose. Okay. Yeah, and if you want to know my opinions, I'm not going to be in this bet. No, you know what? I think I shouldn't be in. I think it's, I think you get, we'll just find out. <laughs> <laughs> your scene is going to play the referee. <laughs> Whose side huh? are you going to be on? I'm curious what your opinion is. Who, who's Spencer? You want to know? Yeah, fuck it. You're not in the bet. Okay, I think I think it's more on Jay's side. Really? You think yeah, I don't of, think. You think all of all twelve months of 2023 we're not going to have a release? No. I mean, you mean like it, it'll we, come out on 2023? No. Yeah. Like, let's say even Christmas 2020. I guess we should... We haven't done a research. Like, what was the time frame between the announcement of MK11 and its release, right? Hmm. But the thing is that I, I just feel like... Unless... Like, the only way that I can see Ed Boon, like them com, coming out is if, like, Ed Boon does the thing where it's like he comes out 
on a stage somewhere or something, and he reveals a trailer for MK12, and then he says, it's out next week. Like, that's the only way I can yeah. see that happening I next think year. that's what's going to happen, because they've been hiding shit. I think they're going to come out with a trailer, and the game's going to be mostly complete, and they're going to have a fully polished trailer with gameplay footage and everything, and even DLC reveals, so we can see if Ash Williams or whoever the fuck's going to be in the game. And maybe not out next week, but I think it's going to be out. Which Josh, which Josh, I want to emphasize this. I'm talking mainline Mortal mainline, Kombat game, not a not a yeah, not, not a, a mobile Kombat. game, not a remake of Special well, Forces hint, or some shit. Conquest, like, uh, we sent it towards Conquest making a comeback. So the next Mortal Kombat game turns out to be an adventure game. That doesn't count, right? It has to be a mainline a MK fighting game. Hmm. Son of a bitch. Okay, so it looks like the first ever like the announcement cinematic trailer of MK11 was the Game Awards 2018, which was in December. And the uh-huh. game came out in April. There you go. Fuck. Yeah, man. I'm going to win this. I'm going to win my bottle of whiskey. He is heavy. <laughs> there could be a chance that... that wow, that's a better chance than I thought it would be. Holy crap. Yeah, that's, hey, man. That's why, that's, why, that's why I'm sticking the bets, because I actually think it's not going to be announced until possibly the summer of 2023 with a release date in early 2024. That, that's my prediction. That's, that's I'm not, I'm my not stacking onto the bet, but I'm just going to predict that January, as soon as fucking January hits, that who's going to announce something. Bet you. Yeah, the game was announced in December. It came out in April, so that's what? Five months? Yeah. But that's what we're doing, Josh. Like we have made a uh, podcast digital <laughs> handshake on this. So. That is why. That's yeah. why Jay didn't want to bet a Steam Deck on it because he knew he was going to lose. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, right. it's settled. It's settled. It's settled. Yeah. Mm. Cool, cool. And Josh, and Josh, you can pick the whiskey. So if you want some top shelf bullshit, then sure. Yeah, I guess you know I should I should pick something kind of higher shelf. I was about to ask you which beer you would like. Oh, don't um, worry. Oh, oh, I've got my top shelf beer. Like if I win, believe you me, you'll be paying for it. Budweiser. Top shelf beer. How hard I'm gonna I'm gonna request you know PBR from Josh, like the trashiest beer on the planet. That'll be okay. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> it costs like five dollars. The same you know the same you know, the same amount of price for Mega on Steam. Mm. You can buy me a six pack of a PBR. <laughs> oh, there you go. Maybe you should just buy me Mega. Which no, I'm not gonna make you do that. It's five bucks. I can buy it tonight and play it if I want to. Hmm. So, uh, speaking of trailers that actually did come out, because Mortal Kombat didn't come out. What do you think of the Tekken Eight trailer? I'm excited, um, to be fair. Like, uh, okay, so I have a lot of hope now because I think I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but I did not used to be a Tekken enthusiast up until Tekken uh, 6. 6 is when I truly got into it. Um, I did play Tekken 1 through 3, though, kind of like in a... I can't play Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, so I guess I'll play Tekken. Sure, why not? And then I had fun really? with it. But yeah, I really, I never enjoyed Tekken for the longest time. I basically stopped hmm. after three because I just didn't like the 3D aspect of that gameplay back then. But over time, I slowly got into it. My, my, my actual introduction into 3D games really didn't start taking off until Soul Calibur came out. And then I did play Street Fighter EX 1, 2, and 3 
that was on the PlayStation back in the day, and I'm an avid Battlerina Toshinden fan. But I played Tekken 1, 2, and 3 before all of that, before I actually truly liked maturity and actually got into that style of fighting. But long story short of it, I never really liked Tekken for the longest time, and then I started uh, with some friends back on Tekken 6. That's the introduction of Lars as a character. You guys know is one of my mains, so of course I like him. And I, um, I really feel like that in Tekken 7, they really nailed it. I think you can say from now on that the longevity of Tekken 7 with their DLC and the actual core mechanics of their fighting um, and how they do is so like it's it's just solid it's a solid fighting game there's a reason why it's been being played and talked about even now and then today there's a lot of people still play it i'd argue that tekken 7 really wins this generation for the most part um as opposed to street fighter 5 or 6 i'm sorry 5 because 6 is not out yet but with tekken 8 um, I have to see more gameplay options to be fair, but my hopes are high and I'm legit excited. Like I'm excited enough to where like when Tekken 8 comes out, then I'm willing to buy it on day one. Just to actually like oh, really absolutely like absolutely day one. Yeah, I'm willing to buy it on day one. I was not willing to buy mm-hmm. Tekken 6 on day one, but I was I was won over. And Tekken 7, I think I I don't think I bought it on day one, but I bought it like a month after it came out, and I've been happy ever since. So I'm kind of think, like in that realm where I'm excited for it. Yeah, Tekken Tekken has been my it's been my main fighting game pretty much since five, I think. No, since three. Like I've played Street Fighter Four and I liked it, but that uh, that didn't last super long. And the only other games that I played, obviously, is like Mortal Kombat, like nine, ten, and eleven. But Tekken has been like ever since I played three. Like three is the one that like blew my mind. Like I remember playing that in the arc, like seeing that in the arcade. I'm like what is that? I never heard of it. And I I played it. First character I played as Lei Long. And then I saw he was doing, like, all this crazy, like, laying and rolling around and doing this, like, drunken master stuff. I was like, I love this game. I got to play this again. I can't, which, I can't stop. Which Tekken you seen? You may know this more than me. Which Tekken game was Eddie Gordo in? Was it Tekken 3? Was that his first game? Or was it Tekken 4? The thing is, like, I don't know much about 1 or 2. I've played the second game uh, maybe once or twice. Um, but I think Eddie Gordo started in 3. Yeah, because like, because like, I think that's why I hated it because I played Tekken one, two, and three in arcades, and yeah, like because well, I mean, it's Eddie Gordo, man, because I was one of those noob kids that was trying to like learn Paul Phoenix's shotgun punch or King's power driver or suplex, and all of a sudden Eddie Gordo was just basically doing Capoeira on my ass into oblivion. Uh, So I like, yeah, his, his first game is three. Yeah, so I think I think Eddie is part of the reason why I got turned off because I would be fighting kids yeah. that would be button mashing their way to victory and I couldn't beat him because I refused to choose Eddie as a result of that because I wanted to be all technical with Paul Phoenix See, that's and King. <laughs> so this is the difference between us. You're you're a serious uh, <laughs> fighting game yeah. enthusiast. Whereas me, it was it helped me as a gateway because like. You jump into a new game that you've just seen for the first time. If you don't find a character that's like really like makes you do like a bunch of cool shit, then you kind of lose interest in it. So that's, that's why, why I, like that's why I've taken the Tekken so great playing with you guys because I don't have any of this past experience. My first Tekken game, I, I play occasionally like if it was in the arcade, but 
really actually getting into and actually playing it has been playing seven of you guys and right away yeah yeah it's beginner friendly i watched onto a couple characters and even jared came over and played and he's like the not fighting game as person at all and hey, he's he the least about of all of us here. yeah yeah we can just true. jump right into it so yeah, yeah. but the thing right. is like that that's that's what got me into is that playing as lei wulong and eddie gordo was like yeah they're easy characters but it's like they're good gateways into it because you could just you can just tap buttons and do some cool shit. And you start to learn the rhythm and you start to learn different moves and you get more into those Ba-do-ba-do. characters. Correct, and then you it? start to explore the other characters. That's why, like, if it wasn't for Eddie Gordo and, like, Lei Wulong, I wouldn't have tried characters like Dragonov and Six and started to, like, learn their, like, his grappling and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's like, I don't know. I, I still like those characters. And I, and I played the crap out of three. And I played as, I loved playing with Eddie Gordo. I liked learning his moves outside of his like button mashy ones. Like I liked exploring his other harder moves. So I don't know. It's fun. Um, but yeah, I, I've loved Tekken since three. Uh, I don't, I never played four or Tekken tag, but I got Tekken five like almost immediately as it came out. And I remember playing that. It's like one of the last fighting games I played in an arcade that was like new. I think mm. was fine. I remember playing it at North the cab mall over here. Uh, back in the day, which by the way, I went, I went there yesterday. Oh man, they like closed down the mall part of it. <laughs> like the interior is, you can't get into it because they, they say construction or whatever. And the only things that are left are like the, the, all the stores that have exterior doors, basically. Oh wow. So basically the boring stores as a kid, you can give a yeah, shit. Yeah. Except for one. The Macy's. Except for one, which is, uh, challenges, which is, which originally was also called challenges, but it was an arcade, which is where I played a lot. Which, yeah, uh, I mean, this was like in North Dakota, but I don't think you would know. Oh, yeah, like as a kid, I wasn't around that area. Yeah, but it was, it was there up until like, I think until like when I was in college is when it closed down. Some of but, the department stores, the exterior uh, entrances were still notable as a kid because I remember going into the Sears when that was a thing mm-hmm. in the mall and they had the kiosk of this, what, N64 baby and Super Mario 64. Yeah. Before. Back so back now, when they had fun shit like that. Yeah. So now, like, um, now it's still called Challenges, but now it's like a comic store and uh, board games and. Uh, and they have an outside entrance? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, they had to ask that's the only reason why it's still open. But now it's like a comic book and board games. Like there there's tables where people are playing like Pokemon and uh, Warhammer and stuff like that. Um wow. and I went there yesterday and it was just crazy cuz like I'm looking around I was like I'm looking around in this this place I'm like man that's where the Tekken 5 cabinet was. That's where the uh Marvel's Capcom 2 cabinet was. That's where the uh wow. the Mortal Kombat cabinet was. Like that I'm just looking around I'm like man this place has changed but it's still has that feel to it. Um, fun fact, uh, they, he, the, I was talking to the owner and he said, um, that right now they're filming a Netflix movie with Millie Bobby Brown in the inside, inside of the mall portion of it. A movie? Yeah. What could that be? Like, I forget what it's called, but he said it's that not the, filming. the Enola Holmes too. That's done, right? No, no, it's a, it's a could, new one. Could be Godzilla and Kong. I think it's a, I don't know if it's a zombie one. I don't know what it was. No, it's, it it's, it's, it's in a mall. But like, it's, uh, it's like, uh, like they have some props outside 
And I, there was like one big prop that looked like a big sphere. And I, when I when we drove in, me and my brother, I was like, that kind of looks like a Saiyan capsule almost, but it's not. It's like a it's wow. like a it's like a hey, theme this park. This is head. juicy news right here. That probably yeah. you know is not out in the thing. You heard it here from Combat Time. There's a movie, Bobby Brown movie, filming in Georgia, and we don't know it's a sci-fi something. Well, I can yeah. guarantee. Although, although, I, although I can guarantee you, it's not Godzilla and Kong. It's been confirmed that no, Bobby finished, Brown was. Yeah, that finished yeah. filming. Yeah. yeah, but the only the only two people that I know that are going to be back for that, at least that has been maybe not confirmed, but about oh, wait, as close to confirmed it? as it can be, is going to be Kaylee Hoddle and Rebecca Hall, which are the. I know team Rebecca Kong. Hall. Who's Kaylee Hoddle? Kayla Hall's the mute girl from Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, the little girl? Okay, and, yeah. and Rebecca Hall's... She is in some horror movie that was uh, on HB Max or something that actually looked pretty good. I might watch that. Um, Millie Bobby Brown's not back for Kong vs. Godzilla? She's done? Yeah. She's done with Godzilla? Oh. Oh, well. What was I talking about that? Oh, yeah, Arcade. So, yeah, I, I played Tekken 5 on console and Arcade, and then I got... I remember getting 6, like, almost immediately as well. Uh, same with 7. So, like, yeah, Tekken is now will forever be a day one. Yeah, and I'm yeah. and I'm so you see, I think I'm kind of with you on that because I I enjoyed I think as far as like the previous past couple of years, if I had to pick a fighting game that I've enjoyed uh, to a point that has really sort of like impressed me, it has been Tekken Seven. Um, I've yeah. really been surprised at how much fun I've had with that game, not just from playing you and Josh, but honestly, like each time I've gone to Dragon Con, even you know uh, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, there's always been people playing that specific game over there, and I've enjoyed playing it just with random people because I can pick up like you know like like any old character and i can just go because i understand enough of the fundamental mechanics of the game that i can just pick up anybody and at least attempt to play and have a good time so yeah. i'm here for it like i think i like if tekken continues in this direction it'll be a mainstay type of game that i'll be excited for same as mortal Kombat, same as street fighter where like i have to play the latest iteration of these games at any point in time so street fighter is the one that um needs to kind of win me back because i didn't really care too much about five a lot and of people four did but was fun four was fun but it was it i got bored of it pretty easily four four is good but four is bread and butter central i don't blame you for yeah. being bored with four because i was bored with four um but five started out bad but i but five got better but it took a while to get there um yeah. but five i Currently, right now, if you play five with all the DLC and all the patches or whatever, five's a good fighting game. But it, admittedly, it did take a while to get there, and I imagine that Street Fighter Six is gonna be is gonna take a while to get there too. Capcom is notorious for this; they'll come out with a, a version of the game, and then like three years later, it's like a different version, a la like Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter Two, uh, Street yeah. Fighter Three, Double Impact, and then Third Strike. This is this seems to be the norm for Capcom when it comes to Street Fighter, and that's okay. But I, I still want to play it just because some of the mechanics I've been seeing and some things that you can do um, look good. And I, I, I definitely know a few of my friends from college. They're big-time fighting games enthusiasts. They actually played the beta when the beta was out. And they have told me that Street Fighter VI is, um, is looking pretty dang good. Like, when they played the beta, they were pretty much loving it. Like, they... The, they only saw a few instances that a couple of characters needed to be patched in certain areas, but it wasn't nearly as bad as previous iterations of a beta. So they're so they're thinking that this is going to be a pretty damn good fighting game, like definitely better than five upon release. So I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, I've, heard, I'm, I've I'm heard, looking, heard so many good things. I I think yeah, Tekken. I mean, 
Street Fighter Six is a game that I'm just like, I really want to try. I, I mainly want to try uh, Jamie. I really want to try that guy. Like, yeah, he looks like my type, my type of character. I forget her name, but I want to try the um um. But I want to try the chick that uh, uh the chick the with the uh, uh, yeah with the spray paint because she oh, has Kimberly. yeah Kimberly because she has a fighting style like Guy and I yeah. loved Guy from Street Fighter Alpha um so yeah. I want to try I want to try her um a lot so yeah in this, in this trailer they had like uh three no two new characters and then DJ or three new characters and DJ three new characters yeah. I'm glad, like, I'm glad they're bringing back DJ, and I kind of want to play Blanca too because I love the fact that they made Blanca like a Louisiana specifically country bumpkin, which I think it's hilarious. That's just funny to me. <laughs> He's in the freaking like suspenders with the one suspender out <laughs> type of thing. It's hilarious. It's just such a country bumpkin type of look for Blanca, but I still want to play him because Blanca's Did they always showed him. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've showed him. He was yeah, in the beta. I didn't see screenshots oh, okay. of Blanca. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I actually lost track here. We were talking about Tekken, and oh, whoops, now we're talking about Street Fighter Six. Well, we're talking about I, fighting I, games I, in general. I would love I to talk about Mortal Kombat, but we don't have any. But we don't have any news yeah, about Mortal Kombat yet. We're talking about Mortal Kombat Twelve, but yeah. <laughs> Why we'll are you doing out. this, to us, Ed Boone? Let us talk, talk about yeah. Mortal Kombat. Why are you doing this to us? We have a we have a podcast that we're supposed to keep going with. You tear me apart. You tear me apart, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, trust no. me. You you have no idea how much I would love to talk about, hey, Johnny Cage is in Mortal Kombat 12. He has a new moveset. It looks like this. This huh? is Scorpion's new moveset, and these are the new fatalities, and will we have friendships? Hey, Johnny Cage is well, not in it. Awesome. Hey, yeah, if it's, boy, if it's an H tournament thing, that's going to be the one saving grace. I, yeah, I would love I would love to gripe about that so I can be sad and depressed and well, realize I can't play him. Well, except you because so. he'll probably show his ancient god-killing ancestors, which might be you know, interesting more <laughs> thing. You know. hey, so we don't need... Ed Boon and current games to keep a podcast going because you know as you've seen we've been talking about the games leading up and we're not even fucking halfway through we left off at MK4 and apologies right so and we we're not even shit. in the PS2 era yet yeah we still got shit to talk about uh, so oh, yeah. we don't we don't need no new games we still got some stuff to go through which uh, you know we've been talking about an hour and 50 minutes on uh, games in general uh yeah, maybe let's pop up, you know, to, to assure people what we got on the horizon, you know. We got a, I didn't get to talk about, I was going to say, as far as games I'm playing, I've been playing Alien Isolation a bit, too, but uh, I won't go on length about that. Fun, scary game. Kind of getting pissed off at it. But, uh, <laughs> well, we de- well, we definitely got a bit in the future. Like, um, obviously, we've had some technical difficulties, which, you know, to be fair and to throw myself under the bus so, here, yeah, like, we have yet to episode, resolve. But... Our plan next episode is going to be before we launch into Deadly Alliance, is uh, the other MK spinoff game we talked about it for, Special Forces. Jay's supposed to be the one to play that, but we are experiencing some technical difficulties getting him to be able to stream it. So uh, that so should we'll be coming up, though. You know, we'll figure it out. But we got Special Forces. Uh, Go ahead, Jay. You we see? also have another comics episode coming up. We do? Yeah. As well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Deadly, Alliance, Deadly Alliance is always in the future. That's definitely going to be a thing. Yeah. The comics we could do anytime, and the, the, the comics we'll be, we'll be reading, we already did the MK4 comic. The ones that are left off before we get into the MKX comics are the Katana and Melina one, which we just set aside, and uh, conveniently the Special Forces two-parters. So we might mm-hmm. do an episode with those combined. Yeah. Uh, 
and a deadly alliance, y'all guys can come to my place anytime. I think I got two game controllers, and because uh, I have deadly alliance, so we can play that shit. So you know, that's true. and then yeah, that's true. And then I think it might be high time to talk about Defenders of the Realm. Finally, yep. yeah, maybe we're, we're gonna we're gonna they're definitely gonna do that in the first like quarter of the of the year at some point. Of yeah, twenty three. Yeah, for sure. All this, um, all this, you know, up in the air. If there is an MK twelve announcement, of course, we're gonna have to drop drop everything. To talk about that. Oh, of course, of course. Sure. But you know, by my until then, be this yeah. January. Until then, as far as this podcast is concerned, we still have. We're we're basically halfway through the journey of Mortal Kombat as a franchise. Yeah. So, yeah, we we're definitely looking forward to like you know the PS2 era. Um, we'll definitely have some guests. We'll try to have guests over to like talk about that. I mean, Neil is a huge fan of that, so try to get him on for one of these games. Um, I'm glad to have Neil back. Yeah. Um, and one I'm... thing that we did start doing in. 2022 that we want to continue in 2023 is our Twitch streams, which we'd love to continue to do. Which once once we're uh, diving into special forces, that will be streamed on our Twitch for sure. Mm -hmm. That will be, and then we want to do. We also want to do our fight nights as well, where we'll get together and you know play a bunch of uh, old school games. Yeah, I still Uh, need to uh, face off my uh, Elena, my Street Fighter Third Strike Elena against y'all. But now I've gone so long without playing it. I might need I wonder if this, I mean, we may, I mean, there may be a way to do it, which I'll have to find out or figure it out. But I mean, one day, maybe I'm just teasing a little bit. Maybe we can stream from like a console, like, like you guys come over to my place or we go to Jade's place and log into like Twitch through there. And we can probably stream. We can do that. Boy, you're dropping it right here live. Well, not live. Well, it's just a thought that I came in. I'm not saying that it'll actually happen, but we may, we could, we could experiment with that, that at though. some point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be a lot we'll of fun, actually. Here. But but for now, we want to concentrate on you know, uh, streaming special forces, streaming uh, fighting games like uh, through like Fightcade and stuff like that, and you know, going through our list of uh, shows and games and comics because yeah that's gonna definitely i mean we're de- we're not gonna be done with this stuff in 2023 for sure oh hell no well, we still yeah. got back backlog ideas that will you know, pop up at any time that don't have anything to do with a specific game yeah, yeah i'm sure we'll have more episodes like this where we'll you know take a break and just talk just you know catch up every now and then when we're busy in our schedule or when we were in a intermediate intermediary period between two eras a nice little relaxed fit episode like this is nice. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah, that is a little yeah, peek into the future of combat time in 2023. But I think we, we'd all would like to thank you guys, the audience, yeah. for listening and to you us. You know, yep. For it's been a, with it, us for the past year. Yeah, it's been a um, it's been a fun year. I think we actually covered um, a pretty decent amount of stuff um, over the course of this 2022. Wish we would have covered more if news would have been available, but I feel like we covered a good bit this year, and we're definitely looking forward to what we're going to cover in 2023. Also, I think we had a good variety of stuff too. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. But I think we can do. That's more my favorite thing year. about about uh, what we do is that we 
don't have to stay too focused. We can do whatever the fuck we want, which is why I like coming up with oddball ideas. Like that creepypasta episode that we just did. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. a lot of fun. I hope people like that one. That's not a highest viewed uh, fighting game movie tournament. I think is our most viewed episode ever. It's our most like. That's a ridiculous episode. It's a ridiculous it episode. Most and we had the it. most guests. We had yeah. Elliot and we had five people talking about five movies or however many movies. That was a fun episode. It's ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> and we'll try to do more. We'll see what we can come up with. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty three. For sure, yeah. But yeah, I think that's I think that's a podcast. That is an episode. I think so. Nice, just about to be nice round two hours. Yeah, yeah. We can BS for another three minutes, but that's not gonna matter. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I guess you know, you know, you know. But I guess I will. Yeah, but I guess I'll go ahead and just move into this. But uh, until the next episode. But Josh, uh, you do our outros normally, so take it away. Oh yeah, yeah, me. I thought of, I almost wanted to do like a story because I did the story in our last BS episode, but I, I'm not going to do a story because it would have been real fucking stupid. I'll tell you what it would have been later. I, I'm just going to say that uh, I'd like to dedicate this episode to my uh, reformed dark priest, Ed Boone. When the fuck is MK12 coming? <laughs> Outstanding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram combat time pod and visit our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash combat time podcast you can also email us at combat time podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show see you next time mortal combat continues get over here